All right, well, you guys ready for me to go get the host? Yeah. Yeah, go get, go get the host. Right. Freaky Friday, motherfuckers. What the fuck does Chris mean by go get the host? I don't know, man. Oh, God. <laughs> is he, is he going method? He's method acting. Oh, God. Hope you're ready to be fully convinced tonight, Ryan. I, I hope so. I, I I would like to be convinced. <laughs> well, this one's this one's true. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What the fuck was that? It was on on point, Stephen. On point. Oh. (laughs) What say you, Angel? Huh? What say you? Uh, What say you? Are you a believer? (laughs) I put about as much time into this segment as Ryan typically does for his segments, so I hope it really comes through. That means you played weeks. Weeks, I'll reiterate. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for write that in there. The last one I actually put in a good few hours. Oh my God, what is he wearing? It's a real shame it got extra choppy when you entered the room. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Do you need me to do that again? Need me to do that again? It's okay. (laughs) Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it for you, I got it for you. Oh my God. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris just walked in wearing a Blink-182 logo and some... Are those our nets? What the hell is that? Spy, baby. All right. All right, let's do this. Hold on one sec. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. Hold on. It's so bad. <laughs> you got this, Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coin-Up Cowboys. Nope. One more time. One more time. We got this. We got this. This is all staying in. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where four guys come together to share their hilarious experience and insights on a variety of topics. From dating disasters to workplace shenanigans, nothing is limits on the show. Each week, our four hosts bring a new topic to the table, and you can expect to hear some wild and entertaining stories. We'll share our own experience and offer our unique perspective, all while keeping things lighthearted and humorous. This is Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where hilarity ensues and the only thing we take seriously is having fun. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Chris. My co-host, Angel. Ryan and Steven. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh along with us as we explore the absurdities of everyday life. Cue applause. Wow, I thought thought there were two angels in the room. Chris Angel. (laughs) (laughs) The magician for Fruity Friday. (laughs) Hello, everyone. This is Chris, lead historian, co-executive producer, and designated survivor of the Coin-Op Cowboys. Wow. You must feel exceptional listening to this glorified narrator. The man of the people here for you, the people. Chris. <laughs> Bringing joy and passion to others. A modern-day Chris Kringle or Christian Grey, whichever you need tonight. Wow. Well, anyway, we have a great episode in store for you. This week, we're getting freaky on Friday with a special Freaky Friday segment where each cowboy fills in another cowboy's typical slot. I'm sure you're in for a treat. We're on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Apple One, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you go for your favorite entertainment. 
So enable those notifications to be the first of your friends to listen to the coolest geniuses on the planet. We plan to read your feedback on future episodes, so comment if you have anything. Say like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. Now, without further ado, let's see what the boys are doing. What's up, guys? Hey, Chris, that was a great, great intro. I thought it was Angel. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I know. I get that hey, what a lot. Up, this is right easy up in the house. We're gonna get crazy in the skeezy. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> really, really tiptoeing the line there, Ryzy. <laughs> what up, turd burgers? It's your boy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it would be uh, uh, great to yeah do this podcast on time you know guys i, I really wish i i had my typical role this week with all the, the shenanigans going on in the world you know the the fake fires covering up the ufos in the hey, sky Ryan, you don't talk the, uh, UFO, don't. the ufo crashing hey, in no. las vegas you hey. see that one Did you see that the vegas excuse crash in me vegas? you don't know what i'm going to talk about so you should probably not talk about things here <laughs> 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 he sounds like a South Park uh, character. Are you talking about the UFO crash? Ryan, Vegas, you fucking goddamn. Now I go to do a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got I got something special to say out there. You uh, you know, listeners, you got friends, right? I mean, I mean, you got us, but you got other friends. Maybe not as good as us, but you got friends, right? <laughs> so the thing is, when you say, let's say your friends are like, hey, man, let's get together and do this thing together, right? Let's let's come over to the house. Let's hang out together. Let's uh, let's go down to the courts. Let's do a pickup game of basketball because you want to do it together. You know, it's almost like, let's say all the friends download the same popular Diablo 4 game together and they get online and they're ready to play together with one exception. You guys ever have that one friend who said, hey, I can't let you interrupt my campaign on Diablo 4, so peace out. I'll see you guys when it's all done. And I'm talking to a certain cowboy named Ryan. Ryan, when are you going to join our party? <laughs> well, when we finish the campaign and we do the harder modes. That, oh, that, that's the boy. Time that's going to take weeks, 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 weeks. And then weeks, by the time I'll, we do I'll that... Be there, I'll be there next week. Yeah, oh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, see, at that point, we're moving on to a different game, right? We got that, like, vampire hunting game coming out. We got that ghost game. But the vampire hunting game, that game fucking flopped. What about Demonologist? My favorite my favorite is. part about Ryan really is we were all on the other night. How's my audio levels, Angel? Is it better now? Okay, better. we're Thank all you. on the other night, and he refuses to join our party. We could have up to four people. He refuses to join, so it's just three of us cruising around. And then someone else joined, made the fourth. Glorious. Finally, we have our fourth member. But Ryan is still on the call in his own party. And the whole time, he's asking us to care about what he's going through. He's saying things like, how do I do this quest? How do I do this? Where do I go? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Ryan, we would help you if you were in our party, but you refuse. So I hope you die to all the demons on that game. <laughs> you died a lot. You died so we're much all like a lot of I, didn't know. <laughs> I learned. I learned. Yeah, they bitch yeah. about it when you die and we couldn't save him. 
I'm now level 25. Wow. Got an oh, so you're actually behind yeah. us. I don't think you could join yeah. our party because you're going to throw off I'm our a, campaign. I'm that's level ahead 33, of you. but I'm restarting anyways. Barbs are so broken. Dude, they they got nerfed to oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do damage. Wait, so what are you now, sorcerer? We have I haven't officially changed yet. I'm going to take a gander at each one of them. I heard every other class is cool except for Barbarian. So I saw some. You know, I realize. Uh, with like with our, I I think when we're playing video games at our age, I feel like we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about I need to jump in this and I need to be doing what's fun. If it's not fun, grinding 20, 20 yeah. levels, you're not doing it right. You gotta switch. Gotta switch. Yeah, I heard something like, True. oh well, uh, barbar barbarians. Uh, after they get their like ultimate gear at the very end of the game, they're actually pretty good. I'm like, dude, that sounds like so many weeks of trying to get that like, i'm either good now or i'm not playing it like i don't know if i'm going to make the the late game late game fancy gear that takes a bunch of runs to get i'm not going to get it all the way to that that's why i picked the sorcerer you get the flashy mm. shit right from the get-go still too still yeah, too loud no yeah i was when you go into ryan voice oh i just get i don't know you're normal i just get too excited angel i just voice. get too excited <laughs> no, I'm glad I, I specked out and started all over as a rogue from Barbarian. Yeah. Well, what happened was that in was beta, Barbarians were like epically overpowered. So what they did was, well, when we release the game, we're going to nerf them just so they're like more average. But they overdid it like they always do. And now people don't want to play them. I'm sure they'll buff them again at some point, but I'm not waiting around. Yeah. So, see, the still... problem is I'm I'm enjoying the story way more than I expected to with the Diablo game. That's what that's why I want to. I'm going re to listen. Finish, I'm going to redo the, the game. I'm going to listen to the because I don't know one goddamn thing that's happening in that game. <laughs> Just like skip, 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 skip. <laughs> I had this one chick with me, and her mom was like dying. Or oh, that's where I'm at right now. I was in the middle of that dungeon when I left to, to join this podcast. Oh. If someone was in twenty minutes late, I probably could have finished the dungeon. It's ten minutes late. Yeah. Then let's then let's just there chop chop and get to the to the there guts of this podcast. Let's do this, dude. I like it. Um, I'm gonna go right here and I'm gonna share this almighty wheel of power. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to see that. But actually, actually, before before we get to that part, I need to make one adjustment because this will be the most uncomfortable show if I keep this here the whole time. Oh so. my god. All right. Why did you have a banana in your face? You're giving pants? Angel way too much credit. <laughs> he just pulled out a what are you talking about? banana from his pants. That a boy. Yeah, all right, all right. I feel feel like I'm in the seat of power right so, now. So, all right, Chris, Ain this wheel Chris Angel, what are like? How are we introducing ourselves today? Are we uh, picking an ice cream flavor? Oh yeah, dude. You're right. You're right, dude. We have a very major way of kicking it off. We want to hear from the boys. So uh, let's, we'll go around the room. We'll go ahead and introduce yourself. But I have a question, a very key question for you. My question, what movie would you want to watch for the first time again? And in that movie, if you could elaborate a little bit on the scene that's just going to move you and make it all for you. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> I've, I've got my movie picked. All right. All right. We'll get some stretching. Hope I'm not first. I'm ready. I'm oh, ready. Oh, baby. Ryan's ready. All right, Ryan, kick us off. Tell us. No, tell you gotta us spin the up. wheel. You gotta spin the wheel. Spin the, spin the, ignore the fucking wheel. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We gotta do all the intros right now because if I do the wheel, we're gonna go do the segment. 
So we got to do the kickoff, then we'll spin the wheel. So take it away, Ryan. All right, all right, guys. This is Ryan Easy here, and I love movies. I know movies. You know, I'm better. I'm better than uh, better than Steven at my knowledge of movies. <laughs> now, if I was to watch a movie for the very first time for ultimate shock value, I would watch the original Saw. Ooh. How old were you when you first saw Saw? That must have been like junior year, so like 17. 16, 17 years old. Okay. And that was that was a fantastic movie. It was innovative for its time. Nobody knew what these torture fucking horror movies were. It wasn't too far. It was done classy. And the ending of Saw was one of the most shocking endings I had ever seen. And it came out of nowhere where fucking Jigsaw just picks himself up off the floor. He's a dead body the whole time. And just says, game over. Slams the door. Credits roll. And the epic music just send you out of the theater it was great wow wow that's how it ends yeah he's sitting there watching them as they puts them through their trials and he gets up and says you fucking failed says game over slams the door locks him in there and the guy from the princess bride is dead crazy <clears throat> i thought I mean, it was a comedy and then it started getting scary and i was like oh, who would ever think that's a comedy so we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 <laughs> i don't know i just thought it was nobody ever thought saw was a comedy yeah. angel well You've met me. Have you ever seen Saw? I did. I saw Saw, and but I did not saw the last of it. I did not see the last of Saw. I did not saw the last of Saw. You never saw the entirety of Saw? I never saw the entirety of Saw. Ugh. I only saw the first part of Saw. What's the first part of Saw? The first part of Saw is... Is that the, the thing where they have, like, a machine over the head, and the doll's, like, coming on, like, Welcome to my game. The bear trap? There's a key in your eye. Yeah. You dumb bitch. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> it's like, okay, or is it the saw your leg off? I don't know. It's the one of them. saw your leg off was the first one. It was classier. The other ones are just lame. Well, I don't think... The first saw starts off with the bear trap thing. That's, like, the opening scene. The cutting off your leg with the actual saw, that's, like, halfway through the movie. Oh. I, thought, I thought that was, like... The- uh, but the first one is like a legitimate thriller with like a puzzle going on and mystery. And there's a couple of gross out scenes that are intense. It's not built around just getting grosser and grosser and grosser. Yeah. The first one's a good film. All right. I, I think that's a great, a great pick, right? Thank, thank you. Thank you, Steven. So solid. So solid. I did enjoy the original saw. I thought it was really good. Yeah. It's okay. You've never seen it, Angel. It's not, it's not oh, a great comedy. Listen, if anybody knows movies, it's me. Because I go to like one movie a week. I have the AMC pass. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's a great deal. <laughs> I go two movies. I go to two movies a week. Okay. Okay. This is a tough thing because um, my first instinct was like, what was the best pair of tits I ever seen in a movie? I want to rewatch that again for the first time. Thinking Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Chick coming out of the pool. Unbuttoning her bikini. Dude dope um but i am more of a fan of the twist endings and there's none better than the sixth sense and that would be my choice to see all over again if i could because i was like jaw on the floor when i saw that the first time close runner up is uh the matrix but just the whole movie and there's not one specific scene in that movie that would I like when he's like in the office and they're like, you need to go now. And he's like, huh? <laughs> like, and like move left. And he like just trusts the machine. And like, that was really cool. Or when he goes into the matrix for the first time. Anyways, passing it on. It's a good, good, good pick. Yeah. Matrix wasn't a good comedy either. <laughs> Angel's such good a pick. troll. The sixth sense was the sixth sense was good for two yeah. views. One for the shock ending. And the second one to watch how nobody interacts. Yeah, you're like, there's no way. There's no way. Somebody was. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it um, a little bit older when I was a little bit older because I wasn't allowed to watch PG 13 movies when I was 13 years old. So 
parents were weirdly strict about that. <clears throat> uh, what's the best twist ending of any movie of all time? Can you think of a better one? That one was pretty good. Uh, Armageddon. A twist ending. <laughs> I guess not really a twist, but you weren't expecting yeah. it. So I don't want to miss one. I hate when you know there's a twist ending. I like when a movie you have no idea that oh. there's going to be a oh, twist yeah. ending, and then there's like, one. oh, I'm going to go see this movie. They're like, oh yeah, go see that. The ending, you'll never see it coming. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, there's something that happens at the end. That's like every M Night Shyamalan movie is like instantly fucking twist. Does there is no twist? Ruined. Nice, Angel. Chris, with those glasses, you, you look like you're giving us the biggest stink eye ever. You're just like, oh, the mist had a really good twist you know ending. Did you ever oh. seen a mist? I hated that movie. I've never seen it. It's not a comedy. All right. Terminator Chris, the host. Let's hear it, Angel. You ready for the, the movie I would watch again for the very first time with that experience of awe? Talking about a twist ending, okay? Ocean's Eleven, best movie ever made. What? <laughs> Ocean's Are you 11. kidding? <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. The Bellagio on the vault floor. On the floor, dude. The whole thing was mapped out, how they go over it. Oh, dude. Brilliant. I'd love to have that feeling back. You know what movie was better than Ocean's Eleven, Angel? Ocean's Thirteen, The Revenge. Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight with Sandra Bullock. Oh, masterful. <laughs> that movie was... That That movie, If you the fact you like that movie tells me a lot about your your taste you don't like sandra bullock i enjoy sandra bullock okay i didn't enjoy the movie yeah. actually i never watched the movie so i can't judge it okay but mm, i mean come on i can tell you it's better than oceans 12 actually you need to pre- you need to have like a better appreciation for the movie saga to enjoy oceans 12 if i'm honest oceans 12 is trash because at first i'm like this is a stupid ass movie and then you go back into it it's like oh my god he's actually working for his boss and his boss is the his the daughter was the guy she, he was sleeping with or the girl i don't know but uh, it was the worst heist movie I've ever seen. But thirteen life. redeems it. Thirteen redeems uh, it. Man, you guys, you guys are missing a very obvious choice from the nineties. Let me lay it on you, fellas. The Lion King. <laughs> when Mufasa died. When Mufasa died. Oh man, dude, that'll bring. So you want to do that again? You want to get sad again? That'll bring, dude. When Mufasa died, that would bring any twelve-year-old boy to tears. And you're sad. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> I want. I want to feel depressed again. Uh, you know, it's so. It's part. It's, see, the thing is, it's part of the movie. Like you have to get through Mufasa dying, and then Simba running off into the into the desert. And you're like, oh no, how's the movie gonna end? And then he grows up, and then he has like the moment where he's like, Simba, you gotta take your place in the circle of life. Return to Pride Rock, and then he's like, I know what I need to do, and he runs back and like kicks like lion booty. So that that thrill, that high. You got to live with Mufasa dying, but you love the high when he saves the day at the end. It's a good film. Also, you guys forgot to talk about the speech. That, that's a great, that's a great speech. Man, I did not appreciate the, that speech of, when I first saw it as a child because it, it it seemed good. Now, now it's just like so corny. It's even better. I've never seen it. How how have you not seen the, the speech from Independence Day, Angel? It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. Do you only watch comedies exclusively? And you probably like watching your sex tape because it's just fucking laughable. Yeah, dwarfs, uh, everyone else. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen. I've seen you've seen it too. Pack the fudge. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to let loose the almighty wheel. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see what we got this evening gonna be fantastic we're starting off numero uno in the great live event 
Here we go. Big money, baby. It's I can't even see it spinning. Oh, Ryan the brain. Ryan the brain. Okay, I get to go first. All right. <laughs> that was the choppiest wheel spin I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I saw it was like one. It was one FPS. One FPM. That's right. That's all I can afford, but cool. it works. It was good enough for Diablo 4, just not good enough for Ryan on Diablo 4. I'm honored to take the reins to go first on this fabulous Freaky Friday episode. So in honor of uh, our good friend, Steven, I, I just want to talk about, you know, getting older. <laughs> you know, we're in our 30s now. and Fear fear is different in our 30s than it was in, in our 20s. You know, in our 20s, we used to feel mortal. Now... All kinds of things bring fear into our heart. You know, you, you, you hear a creak down the hallway. You think you're getting invaded. You want to grab your gun and shoot something. You, know, you see the news. The economy is crashing. You worry about your savings. You know, when we're 20, you got 100 bucks in your bank account. You didn't give a shit. So, but these days, fear is different for me. And I have two experiences. I'm only going to tell one story tonight. I'm not going not gonna to give us like three stories like Stephen likes you to, to talk about fear. But on these pieces of paper that I'm holding up to the camera, I've got a, I've got an A, I've got an A topic and a B topic. Mm. Steven, which would you like me to talk about today, A or B? A for asshole, because you're being an asshole right now. You sure you want A? Are you sure you want A? <laughs> well, now yeah. I'll go B. Is that your final answer? Oh, fuck it, let's go B. <laughs> All right. So within B. You you always yes. you, you always take the yes. second briefcase. If there's anything I learned within B, I, I have written down <laughs> palm juice. <laughs> see, see. Show me A. Does it also have palm juice? <laughs> A does not have palm juice. I'll I'll show you what it says within A, but we won't talk about what it means. Within A, it says tree. Okay. Okay. Completely different story. <laughs> Equally fearsome. But we'll, t- we'll talk about V. I'm glad we got palm juice. <clears throat> but this, this was a deep fear. This is the, the most fear I've ever felt in my life. But in order to understand this fear, we have to circle back to when I was 21 years old, spent a lot of my money, and took a trip to New York with, with uh, two of my good friends and one of their girlfriends, who wasn't 21. So we had a great time in New York, just wandering around the city, just like finding places to drink, trying to get the places that they'd allow a 20-year-old in. And we'd get to have some drinks. So the majority of our trip, as single young men, and the uh, she was an ex-girlfriend even at, at the time, but she tagged along because we already booked the tickets. So these three men and the girl were wandering around the city. The three men clearly wanted to meet women, but the, the ex-girlfriend was there, and it was kind of cock-blocking us the whole time. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Three dudes. So three dudes. Who's ex? And one ex-girlfriend. Uh-huh. So... So the ex-girlfriend was one of those threes. Correct. It was, it was the ex-girlfriend of our of our friend Bluff. Okay, Bluff. Who takes their ex-girlfriend? The tickets were purchased. The tickets were purchased. They were very poor. So were they, they, they were very were, poor. We're not going to eat that money. They were coming. Were they together? <laughs> no, 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 no. Was was the girlfriend and the boyfriend together when the tickets were they bought? Were, they were broken up at the time, but they were like cordial. It was fine. Whatever. They broke up with who? They cordially bought airplane tickets for a vacation after they were broken up. All right, noted. No, they were, noted. We bought the tickets when they were together, Christopher. That makes a difference. But then they broke up, but because we spent the money, they came anyway. It was fine. Whatever. Uh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. But who broke up with who? I don't remember. It was, it was mutual. Oh, my God. Whose side okay. did you take? Oh, the, the boy's side. Left. The man. All right. The man. Knuckles. So I around the city, beating no chicks because we got the cock block the whole I'm sure time. sure that's the reason. 
Well, <laughs> was she actively like like was she tr- making a point like nah? Well, number one, we couldn't go anywhere with twenty-one year olds only are allowed because she wasn't twenty-one. So that was that was that was issue number one. Extra party. But one night, did she want to get Christopher? <laughs> let me continue. <laughs> you're, you're you're keeping us from the bulk of the story. We got a long way to go. <laughs> This is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> so one night, she went to bed early, and so did our friend Hike. They they both went to bed early. So me and Bluff, we had like a six pack of beer, and we went to like the roof. And there were a bunch of like Irish people on the roof just hanging out. And there, when we went, and we started hanging out with them, sharing drinks. They were like drinking champagne or something. They were sharing champagne. They're all super nerdy, but they they were fun to hang out with for a bit. And we're just sharing stories. They were there for like some kind of like Irish festival parade or something. And we're hanging out, getting pretty toasty. And then one of them says a magical phrase, Angel. They say to us, hey, let's call up the sluts. (laughs) Let's call up the sluts. The sluts. All right. It's getting interesting. So me and my friend Bluff, we both look at each other at the same time. And they go, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, the sluts are downstairs. Like, well, yeah, call them up. Bring them up. Well, why not? Just bring, bring them up. <laughs> bring them up. You had bring sluts this whole time and didn't tell us? Yeah, I don't know why they weren't hanging out the whole time. I guess they didn't think two ravishing young men would come up to the roof. They probably weren't 20 years old. 21. Keep them in the cage. So so the two ladies came up to the roof and started hanging out. And they're, they're sharing drinks. Two ladies. Two ladies. Two single men. Two plus two. Right? Okay. Two and two. Two and two. There you go. One of them was a little bit more attractive than the other one. So both of us gravitated towards that one. And we're both trying to like make our way in. Naturally. And you know, the the more attractive one, she grabbed the beanie of Bluff and put it on her head. And I took that as a signal that I have lost the battle. (laughs) And I and I moved on to the other one. I started to pay attention to the other one and and let them do their thing. So I was hanging out. And yeah, I started getting bored and I was like, all right. You want to go downstairs? And she goes, yes. I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we were staying at a hostel in New York. So in in our bedroom, it was like bunk beds shared. It was like four bunk beds for the four of us. They're all sharing a room. Couldn't go back there. So I had her take me back to hers. And it was a fucking pigsty in this place. The shit was everywhere. It was disgusting. Yikes. Well, we we go to the room and we're sitting there and we, we start... You know, he was kissing and hugging and touching. <laughs> and then she goes, I'll, I'll be right back. I go, oh, okay, cool. So then I'm like sitting there. Like, I know what I know what's coming. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> and I grab my wallet. I grab my wallet and I open it. And inside my wallet, Christopher. Yes. Is a, um, a Trojan con. <laughs> Good brand. And I pull it out. Magnum. And I, Had a boy. And I stare at it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. And I put it back. Uh, I, I don't even want anything to do with it. <laughs> Seven wow. million dollar bull rider here tonight. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that that night, but I just said, ah, fuck it. It's, it's New York. I don't give a shit. So she comes back and we do our thing and I take her to Pleasure Town. Okay? Like about 45 minutes later after Good Pleasure Town. Five minutes. <laughs> I'm done. And I, and I, I pull myself off of her and I look down and my thigh is just covered in blood. I was like, oh. I, was, I was like, what? What the didn't fuck smell is it? going on here? <laughs> so I'm like, 
I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. So so we're in a hostel. The hostels you don't have showers. They're like communal. They're communal showers. Like in your room, you see a light. Like hey, shower B is open. Whatever. So there's no shower in the hotel room. So I'm like, I'll be right back. I'm I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And she like wanted me to take her with her. No 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 no. I'll be right back. So I run to my floor, go in the fucking shower in my floor, and inside the 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 the, the bathroom there's like shower gel. So I take the shower gel. And I just scrub all the blood off of me. <laughs> and I'm just taking care of my member and just scrubbing vigorously. Just get the fuck off of, get off of me, whatever's on me. And there are like beads inside the, the shower gel. I like exfoliating beads or something. I don't know what the fuck they were. So I showered and then I just texted my friend Bluff. I said, you need to come back right now. <laughs> so I go to my room. Bluff comes back soon after we pass out and I wake up the next day and things aren't all right. The next day, <laughs> oh, oh, man. my, my penis was on fucking fire. Was burning, <laughs> crazy. burning like crazy. Oh. So we still have like two days in New York at this point. So we're walking all over the city. I'm just scared the whole fucking time. At one point, we saw their parade, and I'm like, "Oh fuck this shit! Don't want to see anything to do with these Irish people." Oh, top of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> go to like a Yankee game. I'm going to the bathroom, just looking at my dick the whole time. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you burning? <laughs> the whole the whole dick two days was later, just the tip. felt like the whole fucking thing was on fire. <laughs> no idea what was going on. And back in these days, <laughs> all the young people out there, we didn't have smartphones. Like, I couldn't just like look on the internet and see things. Like it costs money, a lot of data to go on the internet with my fucking flip phone and figure shit out. So going on the airplane home, it's miserable. Six hours on an airplane with a burning penis. The first time I get back to work on like next Monday, I started a shift at like 6 a.m. and I was Googling on the internet. And you know what? You know what I found on the internet, Steven? I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I, I discovered that there was an AIDS epidemic in Ireland. Oh, that's <laughs> fabulous. Oh, like, it gets worse. Oh, I'm like, no fucking way. The one fucking time, the one fucking time I decide to not use a condom, I found someone with AIDS, and now my you life is... You your red wings, so right? I go to the ba- red wings. I go, I go to the bathroom, and I'm just staring in the mirror at work, and I was so pissed off, I like punched the sink, and then the sink broke, and water was going everywhere in the fucking. Jesus! So, so I called my boss. I'm like, I slipped, and the sink broke. I don't know what to do. <laughs> What's going on? I got AIDS. And they told me to like turn off the water, or whatever. So then I go to a Planned Parenthood. Well, first I no, first I went to my actual doctor with Kaiser. Yeah, and I go, hey yo. Like my dick's burning. What, what what can I do? And he gives me hydrocortisone. He says, "Here, use this." Doesn't even. Te- <laughs> like, okay. That does not sound like a solution. <laughs> Doesn't even oh. test you. Doesn't test you. Like, I go, "Okay, can, can I get a taste test for HIV?" He goes, "No." Like, why? And he goes, "You'll be red flagged." I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" He refused to test me for HIV. What does that mean? Be red flagged? I don't fucking know. It had something to do with like insurance. I don't know, but he refused the test. I've been me. tested so many times. <laughs> like my dick's burning. Oh, I don't know. Chlamydia, gonorrhea. Like you don't want to test me for anything. Like that sounds like a quack. I yeah. I don't know. You refuse to test but, me. But but question I have. So how many days was your dick burning for? Oh, it was like weeks. Like my dick is still burning at this point. Right now, today? Weeks? Weeks? 
No, no more, no more dick burning today. Oh. Oh. You <laughs> had you a burning imagine? dick for three weeks. It was much longer than that, Chris. Just wait till this. And you, you managed to keep your composure. Did you ever go on antibiotics? No, I never got antibiotics. So the only thing I ever got prescribed during this whole tale was hydrocortisone. For fire crotch? Did you ever? So, okay, keep going. So then, <clears throat> such a 21-year-old thing to do right now, by the way. Uh, so then I go to Planned Parenthood and I find one. <laughs> I walk up to this place. I'm like super nervous. I don't know what the fuck to do. And I walk up to this window and she slides it open. I go, hey, uh, it burns when I pee. That's the first thing I say to her. <laughs> and she goes, you're in the wrong place. This is for like pickups or something. Go to this other one in like Santa Ana. I'm like, okay. So I go, fill out some paperwork and I get, I get my blood drawn. My code word was always Todd. <clears throat> so I'd get my blood drawn and I call Planned Parenthood like multiple times a day. It's like, hey. Are my test results in? My code word's Todd. They go, no, 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 no. So a couple weeks later, I finally get like my first test result. Comes out negative. All's great. I should be happy. But no, I go on the internet. Internet says HIV can lie dormant for six months. So for like six months, I'm constantly going to the doctor, getting tests, saying my code word, getting negatives, but never being satisfied. I'd wake up, laying on a pillow, and it'd leave like a mark on my arm. Oh, that's a rash. Oh, that's a symptom. Fuck. I'd look in a mirror, have some shit on my tongue. Oh, that's that's a symptom. Fuck. I'd look at my eyeballs, see red veins in them. Oh, that's a symptom. Fuck. Always just feel like shit all the time. You are like months. triggering me right now. And my hypochondria is flaring up so heavy right now. <laughs> I relate so much to this story. Like I have been in that exact situation where you do something sketchy. And for like six months or whatever, like I'm sure it doesn't even take that long. But um for six months, you're just freaking out, just straight up freaking out. And every little thing you're like, oh, well, this and this and that is probably a symptom. It's probably something. And every time you go get tested, it's negative, but you're never happy. I, I do that. Like, oh my God, dude, you're triggering, you're, tr- you're triggering the <laughs> shit out of me right now. I, Steven, is your penis no, burning right now? Uh, I did go through something almost exactly the same. When I was 18 years old, I graduated, went to Cancun for like a senior's trip. Don't know why my parents ever let me go down there, but I went there and I was hooking up with this chick like all week long. And at one point we were like, we did it in the shower or something and there was blood or no, I think there was blood. So I went to the shower to vigorously scrub my member as Ryan would say, (laughs) trying to get the cooties off me. And then like, I got back home as an 18 year old kid. I like didn't know anything. And I'm just like Googling as an 18 year old kid. And I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> I swore when I got to college, I was like, I, ha- I have AIDS. I have AIDS. I did get mono from that trip, though. So it was scary because I did get like really sick after that Cancun trip. But like the lymph nodes in my neck swelled to the size of softballs. Like I had a huge lump on the side of my neck. And everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're dying. And I'm like, dude, I think I have AIDS. Like I have like some sort of cancer, this and this and that. And I kept going to the doctor and he kept running all these blood tests on me. I was doing like a blood test every day. The doctor's like, you really fucked up. And then like after a week, he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, he was testing for like the same thing over and over again. He's like, I think it's this, but you keep coming up negative and nothing else is like really showing up, but you're obviously sick, your neck swollen and all this shit. And about a week and a half, I finally tested positive for mono. And then the dude looked at me like with the biggest relief in the world. He looked at me, he's like, dude, 
you honestly, I was extremely scared for you. I was about to send you off to like oncology or to like infectious diseases or something, because I was like convinced that I think you had something severely wrong with you, (laughs) but you tested positive for mono. So congratulations. It was like a really nasty case of it that lasted like three months and scarred me for the rest of my life. So no, here I am. Hypochondriac. Thanks for uh, triggering me, Ryan. You're bringing back so, so I feel like old fears of mine. I feel like I'm the opposite, Steven, because I spent the six months of my life completely miserable and ended up being nothing at all. Yeah. So the, 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 the moral of this story for me is I've learned not to really worry about these little things because I feel like I feel like half the things I felt were just developed by my oh, your brain. brain's powerful, though. All with me like, obs- obsessing over shit. Like, I don't think my dick was actually burning for three weeks. Yeah. Might have been the next day it that it was actually burning, but the rest of it was just my brain. See, freaking out. I went through all that and my brain played tricks on me, but I still haven't learned to shut it off completely. Like, those fears come back like all the time with different sicknesses and stuff. So I don't look on the internet, I don't Google symptoms. I. If I really need to go to the doctor, I just go to the doctor and talk to them about it. Like that's like my my game plan for fighting the medical and anxiety. Yeah, no, nothing good was earned in this world from WebMD. No. Dude, I, that website I googled should be like banned. headache after watching like a scrub ep- Scrubs episode at 18 years old, and at this point, I didn't have the anxiety. Uh, and I googled like headache, and they're like, oh yeah, like that's a common common sign of like uh, leukemia and uh, this and cancer and that cancer, brain tumors, aneurysms, blood clots, strokes. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like a headache. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Stay away from WebMD. That's yeah, horrible. Now, now the piece of paper that Stephen picked said the word palm juice. There, there is reason for the palm <laughs> juice. I was waiting for that part. So, so during, so during this, it's a bit of an inside joke. So during the six months of me just fucking freaking out all the time, thinking I was dying, I always felt like shit. So I was constantly trying to find things that would make myself feel better. I was always like, oh, V8 juice, that'll fucking do it. Oh, these these fucking pills from uh, GNC, that'll do it. But nothing was working. And then eventually I found palm juice. I was like, oh, this is great. Palm juice actually made me feel a lot better. You know what makes you feel better? It's like the one thing. Finally, after six months, you get like a negative result and you know you're in the clear. And you're like, oh my God, I don't feel like shit anymore. It's like that stress that you're carrying around all the time just brings you down. It makes like it just makes you sick. It makes you think you're sick. Like, I'm just happy to know, Ryan, that I'm not the only person in the world that went through this. What you're describing is so exactly the same of things I've felt before. I never heard anybody else go through it. So I'm happy. You know, it only it only took like 10 test results for me to finally go, hey, the statistics, the, the statistics are showing you're probably yeah. okay. So move the fuck on with your life. Yeah, like most, <laughs> most of the testing now, like they can detect stuff like much more early on. Like six months is like just like this, this yeah, safe well, zone. That's what it would say like on the internet. It's like, oh, it's probably right, but it could be dormant like for six months. It's like I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one guy <laughs> out of a thousand that gets it to last six months. Some people are naturally immune to yeah. it too, which is crazy to me. Ryan, we're glad we're glad you survived it, and you were here to tell the tale to all the other coin op cowboys out there. Yes. Now I do have another tale of this New York trip. Ooh. Now you you know how I like to say we can't have a podcast without a poop story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is what a, a Raizi yeah. would say. That is right. This is what Raizi says. This is one of my most shameful poop stories. Oh yeah. That I have. Wow. But it's also one of my most proud poop stories that I have. 
because we use the, the the ability to convince somebody. Okay. So remember, I mentioned that we were staying in a hostel. Yep. So our room didn't have a bathroom, but within your rooms, you could see like which bathrooms were free. So you would see like, hey, this door opened. Now the door is locked. Now it's open again. So for whatever reason, me, Bluff, and, and Tyke decided that it would be funny to go poop in the shower of one of the bathrooms and then go sit in our room. Who's <laughs> 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 that asshole? <laughs> and wait, what? and wait, and wait to see when the light would come on, and then we'd laugh because inevitably someone's going to discover that somebody pooped in the shower. Oh fuck! You're the guy. You're the guy. The three of us. The three of us were the guys because all three of us men were doing this. Uh, wait, okay. Together? Was it different colors? No, it'd be separate. And they're like, all right, you go do it now, and then we stop and we'd wait and we giggle <laughs> he called the shit poop did you guys look at each other well who has to poop right now and you go i can do one i can, I can always yeah. squeeze one out i'm down Giggles. <laughs> but as i said the ex-girlfriend was with us very, wait did she do it very too? lady lady Whoa. and we were able to convince her to also go poop in the shower <laughs> perfect <laughs> how many poops were in the shower before somebody else walked in i mean it'd be a single <laughs> poop at a time and then they're like <laughs> You go, you Did you guys poop. look at it afterwards? And, and then the poop would just, it disappeared incredibly quick every time. It was amazing how fast the poop disappeared. <laughs> oh, so you're doing back to back poops. There was not four in the shower. I mean, we were there for like a week, so it was it was <laughs> you did this more than one night. I don't remember it. There's a little notice little notice up in the common room that's saying, Whoever's pooping in the shower, can you please stop? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to this day, I'm amazed that we were able to convince this girl to go poop in the shower. <laughs> Classy. That's so good. Uh, so sorry. I feel very shameful to this day that somebody was cleaning up our poop, but the, the, we were able to convince this other girl to go poop in the shower. <laughs> yeah. The lack of response just tells me people poop in the shower all the time. Well, it's probably like a cultural thing, like different cultures are coming to the hostel, and you know, sometimes people don't know like, oh. the toilet. So it's probably not as rare as you think. Those Kazakhstanians are here again. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Oh, man. Most Polish. The Polish are always <laughs> pooping in the shower. Goddamn Polacks. No, that's fucking crazy, dude. Like, that you did that so many times. And, and it's not that hard to clean, dude. It's fucking just turn on the shower and it'll just go down the drain. It would totally clog the drain. No, these are fucking logs. Logs? These are, these are logs. Epic prank. <laughs> They're logs and pellets. It wasn't sludge. Jackass would be proud of you for those pranks. <laughs> you also spread hepatitis. But, you know, long story short, with all the with my, my fear of getting AIDS, now, now I don't sweat the small stuff. You know, you just kind of... Maybe that was just karmic justice for pooping in the shower. <laughs> you know, you, uh, <laughs> now that you meant I never connected the two, Steven, but there's a good... I, I got my just desserts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, was your dick on fire before or after? <laughs> Or during. <laughs> after. After. Okay. after. So it was yeah. karma. Yeah. All right, right. Wow. Great that story. Was, that was amazing, Ryan. Thank juice. you. And that is why I always post pictures of pomegranate juice. <laughs> well, now I get it. Uh, they, Stephen likes the little. I need it. I've been very sick this year. Thank you, Ryan, for sharing your perseverance and your shame. We uh, we appreciate mm -hmm. it here, mm -hmm. the Cowboys. You but, know what uh, I found out during all those blood tests? I have great hemoglobin. Great. Oh, fantastic. Good for you, man. Do you donate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. Whenever there's I don't blood know if I want your blood. Ew. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I got to donate soon. You know the best thing about donating blood? You lose cal uh, burn calories. Candy. You know, you get drunk real fast. Right. That <laughs> they said, uh, like, donating blood burns, like, something like 2,500 calories. Yeah. No shit. I don't know the exact statistic, but, yeah. What? 
I'll, I'll find it. I would donate blood more if I didn't have to prick my fucking finger every time. That shit hurts so bad. So, Ryan, we have a question from the listeners. Whoa, whoa, our first, our first listener question. A question for the Ryan himself. Wow. Special. This is great. Special you are. This is great. Where does this come 650 from? 650 calories per pint. Sorry, go ahead. The people want to know, listening to the porn episode on the podcast, I'm curious, what five websites does Ryan look at? Because you made a comment. You said, I only look at the same five websites. So I don't know if I don't know if Ryan should just fess up and answer them or if our co-host, Angel and Steven, should start guessing and see if they guess it correctly. Mm. I don't think you guys will be able to guess because they're all very mundane. I know. I, I know. <laughs> it's got to be Pornhub. Don't deny Pornhub. <clears throat> no. Red Tube. No. Okay. Uh, WebMD. Is these, are these are these porn it's, sites? It's, it's, it's very boring. There's nothing. No, there's nothing exciting oh, about these, these websites. I thought you were talking about it's, the porn websites. websites you look at. No, no, it was on no, the no, porn no. episode. Like, like someone asked Ryan if he plays games he on his phone. To, he said no. I he just goes to. I look at the same five Metacritic? websites. Quora, oh, I, I, IMDb, Wikipedia, no. Amazon. I'd say Reddit, uh, Metacritic, some sort of news site. I don't know. Fox News, uh, TMZ. TMZ, huh? I'd be going to CNN. I, I, dude, one of them has to be a news source. Wario sixty four. Wario sixty four is very that. That's on my Twitter, so I'm always refreshing that constantly. All right, spill the, the beans. Deals. What websites? Did we get any right? <laughs> no. <Wow. laughs> they're, all, they're all very mundane. This is like the most disappointing answer this person's ever going to get. Com. So I, I'll go to pushsquare.com. That's a PlayStation website. I swipe right on my home screen to go to my news feed, and I refresh that all the time. And then I'll go to IGN.com, another video game website. I'll go to NeoGaff.com. That's a video game forum. Uh, what else do I go to on my phone? That's like might, four. That, 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 those are like the most common things. Weather. Weather. No, I don't really care about the weather. So Ryan is saying that he never looks at porn. That's what he said. I go to a scream. I go to Screamscape. That's a, that's like a, a theme park website to see what what's new. That's Where about do you it. watch porn? Video games and theme parks. Right, we have to answer. So I don't I don't go to the porn on the daily, but Pornhub is probably the number one source that I go to. That's the quickest and easiest. That's the least least amount of pop ups. Nice. Yeah. Although I'm like a bit disappointed. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, you know what? I want to watch porn again because I don't do it all the time. Like I see boobies on Reddit, but like I want to watch a porn and I go on Pornhub and it's just like 10 minutes. Each video is 10 minutes. not even the full thing. And it's just like a bunch of trash. It's like the shit that nobody really wants to pay for. So it's kind of just leftover on the website. And I'm just it's like, eh. it's just a bunch of amateur stuff, but well, the amateur stuff's the best stuff. Yeah, sometimes. No, that's like on the good stuff's on like OnlyFans, I feel like. But then you have to pay for a model and I don't want to pay for porn. No. You, you pay for porn. You, you so don't want to do the Pornhub subscription, Steven? No. <laughs> I don't even know what that you, is. You what do I get? Like, There's a what subscription? Yeah. Well, you, say, you can create like a like you can create like a profile and likes and then you can follow your other friends and see what they're into and not into. Ooh, do that's, they have a feature, do you have a feature where like it could show that you're on as well and then we can like both watch together and jerk oh, off together? Together. They do. I think they do. <laughs> uh, air high Dude, five. Circle jerk. Let's go. There we go. Solid, solid. All right. Thank you for that, Ryan. That was fantastic. Yeah, so sorry to disappoint that listener with 
such mundane websites. <laughs> there you go, people from. I got a follow up question, actually. Um, sorry. That's uh, all right. Fucking when you're on Pornhub, what's your category you search? It's confidential. What? Come on. Everyone has the German. Just pick one. It really depends on the on the flavor at the time. If I want to be like really like, boring, like, like vanilla. If, if OK, let me ask this. Oh, if you want to be really boring, what were you going to say? Steve? <laughs> Uh, it's never boring, Angel. It's never boring. It's deep kinks that I will not get into on this. I have family listening. Oh. I don't want them to know about my, uh, what is it called? Prolapsed anus kink. <laughs> Dude, that stuff is interesting. I'm get lost in that My forever. scat porn kink. <laughs> so I, I, I prefer to look for stuck porn. Uh, stuck. That's a winner. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I... You get stuck in the couch cushions and you just can't get out. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you can't get wrong with some good old fashioned blowjob porn. Just blow. That's just a solid blowjob with with boobies. That's 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 a good go to. Mm. Big or little? Uh, I don't I don't care about the size of the titty as long as the areola oh. comes proper. Proper. <laughs> I would always just go to the model page. Yeah, and that's a good idea. See who's top ranked and who's. I feel like that's a better strategy. Honestly, like that is. Because if you just search like uh, uh, blowjob, big tit, threesome, like if you just search that, you're going to get like a, just a bunch of junk. But go to the model, find one that you actually find attractive, and then find look through her videos or his videos, Chris. and Johnny Sims. You just find out what you want to watch at that point. That's a better strategy. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that next time, Ryan. I haven't done it like hey, that. You know, it's funny between like all the, all the porn sites. It's like Pornhub and like all the other like quote unquote free ones. They all have the same exact shit. Yeah. <laughs> they all posted the same exact free videos. It's like five minute clip from this big one. Now go pay on this browser's website. Go pay. It's like jokes on you. I don't need more than five. I saw minutes. a chick recently on TikTok, <laughs> and I think she does the pornos. And uh, her name is Autumn Falls, and I thought she was pretty hot. That's a pretty catchy name. Every single one of those TikTok dancers, if you follow their fucking uh, profile to like Instagram, there's always an OnlyFans link every single time. And then, I, and then I go straight. Then I go straight to Twitter, and I type in their name plus the word leak, and I see it for free. <laughs> <laughs> And then I instantly move on with my life. You cracked the code, Steven. Yeah. Autumn Falls. Okay. I see. You're a you're a cowboy from the LimeWire days. Yeah, I huh? am. Autumn Falls is is pretty good. Pretty good. Looking. Really big personality. <laughs> Back in the LimeWire days, I was obsessed with downloading like the full pornos, the quality, premium, vivid <laughs> pornos. <laughs> Was I the only one just trying to get Blink-182 downloaded? I, I didn't even know I could download porn. As soon as I discovered that you could download porn, it changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was like the 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 wave of like high quality porn, like Vivid or like the Nubile or whatever. And like those chicks were actually hot. And like the dude wasn't some cringy fucking steroid man. And those were pretty good, but they got to the point where that shit where they didn't get to the free Pornhub sections or you get like a five minute clip of it. And you're like, eh. yeah, videos I click off of immediately is when the guy starts breathing and talking louder than I can hear her. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to hear you. Dude. No, I turn it off immediately when he does, when they do that one camera angle where you get to see his entire taint and balls going into her pussy. And I'm like, disgusting, dude, I don't need to fucking see what he ate for dinner, bro. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Just real quick around the horn. 
tentacles, yes or no? <laughs> that's a, that's an no. angel thing. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, no I'm not going to, I'm not going to kink, I'm not going to kink shame you, dude. You guys are weird. No big deal. I'm, I, I think everybody oh, has a right to like whatever they like as long as it's consensual. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, tentacles goes through the anus, comes out the mouth. Uh-huh. You can watch all the hentai you want. Just keep the ten- tentacles out. <laughs> What's hentai? Anime. Here's a here's a good question. Have you ever been turned on by an animated film, feature, porn, whatever? Oh, 100 percent 100 percent Dude, some of those League of Legends yeah. characters, man, they could get it. <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. There was one this Ari. Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch Mercy. Dude, bye. Well, back back when I was 16, <laughs> May Sheeranoi. That was that was yeah. the shit. You know May Sheeranoi from uh King of Fighters? Give give her a Google. They spell Sheeranoi. I just remember the chick from Street Fighter. S- S H I R A N U I. Sharana. That up, Angel. Dang. So, so she she is so old that she doesn't have an Instagram page. She has a Facebook page. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, she was a shit when I was sixteen. Yeah. I see it. I see a bunch of cosplay girls do this one. Here, I'll send you a Dude, link. I always had a thing for Chun Li, man. Street Fighter. And speaking of Chun Li, the new Street Fighter is shit. I got my ass. I suck so game. bad at fighting games. I, they're, they're some so bad. I'm only good at Super Smash Brothers. I'm not good at that either. It's not a real fighting game. Ooh. It's not a real fighting game. That's about it's a real fighting game. How, do, how dare you? Super Smash Brothers is like the best fighting game ever. Number no, one, I'm really uh, good hardly, at it. Hardly. And number two, there's like more options than like six people across the board. I've, gotta... I've gone to so many of gatherings where people claim to be pro at Smash Brothers and never played, and I'm wiped the floor with them. It's not a bro, real fucking bro, fighting game. I am nationally ranked, brother. I'll I crush am you. you. I will crush you. dare you. What do you play? Any what do you day. play? Angel, you can you can pick any version of Smash Brothers. You can pick my character. N64. And I promise you, I will destroy you. Promise? You. You promise? I promise you. GameCube. Wait, I want to get sure, on this. Because oh, fuck the Wii delay and that bullshit and the Wii U and the new Switch. Fucking fuck that delay bullshit because Wi-Fi or whatever the wireless bullshit's bullshit. Just bullshit everywhere. Yeah, um, whatever. Let's Pick do whatever it. version you want. Pick my character, and I will fucking destroy you. That's it. Jigglypuff. You're not Jigglypuff, I'll tell you that. I don't want to be... I, I, that's fine. Any okay, character. in that case, you are Jigglypuff. You're Jigglypuff. Okay, then I'll crush you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, good. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, well, that was fantastic. Anyway, you uh, coinopians, don't live your lives in fear. Live life to the fullest. Yeah, winning. I'll drink to that. Hashtag winning in, in honor of HIV. Amen, brother. Charlie Sheen. And remember, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. Cream <laughs> always rises to the top. <laughs> All right, spin that wheel of fun, Chris. The cream. Here we go, here we go. It's spinning. The cream is spinning. I like the nicknames. Steven the hair. Oh, <laughs> baby. It landed on Steven. All right. So... If we have already forgotten since this podcast has gone on long enough, it's Freaky Friday. And this week, I have the uh, the honor of taking over the segment that our buddy Ryan usually does. And in honor of him, I have a bone to pick with all three of you. I have three bones to pick. Oh, oh. oh yeah. impressive. Oh, oh, no. He's bringing it out. This is, this one is, this is important. This is an important one. I have three bones to pick. Raccoon bones. And I'm not I'm not messing around. I'm not messing around. Not messing around, Angel. Anyway. The tri-bone vector. You know Angel, I have a bone to pick with you. You want to know what that bone is, Angel? Let's hear it. Bring it on. Pouring wine in the microphone. Yep. That that is that is oh. another bone. I have two 
metatarsals to pick with this guy. Oh, God. <sighs> if the ASMR Ladies and gentlemen. wasn't enough bone to pick with you, I... Oh. Fucking hate you. Go ahead. Why'd you stop? Okay. You know that I'm very sensitive to ASMR. Uh, like a very, <laughs> very, very triggery thing for me. And, <laughs> but my real bone to pick with you was about four weeks ago when we played PUBG. We played three rounds, three rounds, Angel, and every single round you killed me in it on purpose. You didn't deserve the win the way you were playing. I just thought it was a, you know, a present for you. Gift. It was. It was the first building we went into. You shot me in the back. Yeah. <laughs> to tell of your character. I'm not happy about it. I don't respect I can pick winners. Chris, don't think you're getting away from this either. I have a bone to pick with you too. Bring it on. It's a big bone too. It's a femur. Whoa. <laughs> you know, there's a, yeah. there's a very uh, unsettling trend that you've been kind of setting the last few times we've seen you at parties and get-togethers. And I have a bone to pick about it. You want to know what that is, Chris? You know what that is? Tell me. Okay. Well, Ryan, I think you can attest to this. When uh, Chris shows up an hour late to our get-togethers uh, that we have from time to time with all of our friends, he seems to show up and leave just about as fast as he shows up, making one round around the social circles and dipping without even saying goodbye. A big bone to pick about that. Good old Irish goodbye. <laughs> that actually happens a lot. That actually happens a lot. He is, man. Chris just shows up to have a memory that he was there, and off he goes. Was it Chris here? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, the, I mean, the sluts need me, right? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get back to them. Wow. <laughs> now talk about me getting in trouble with my wife. Let's talk about. Yeah, finally, let's get over to Ryan. Oh, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. This is unfortunately the biggest of the bones. Ooh, pick. The biggest bone. And I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about a bloody bone that you pull out of an Irish slut. That's a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do I even begin with Rye Rye? Uh, you know what? I'll get right to it. What's really grinding my gears is that before every hangout, I get a fucking text that says, Slick back hair night, all caps, exclamation mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, slick back hair night. And I respond, hell yeah. And I show up to the party like a fucking idiot with my hair slicked back. And guess who didn't do it? That's Ryan. And it's happened like three times in a row. And it's not like I look fucking good with my hair slicked back. I'm doing it for you, bud. And you let me down. I sucked it back. Yours just looks better than mine. You know what? These are three boner letdowns that I just picked with you guys. Wow. I, I love a good slick back hair night. I'll try harder to slick it better. Yeah, you should. You should. All right. Those, my, those were my bones to pick with you guys. And, uh, <clears throat> you know... These segments that Ryan always presents to us, I mean, we get a lot of like paranormal alien shit. So like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. And uh, I think today Ooh. I am going to fully convince Chris and make him a believer. Pause for effect. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to talk about, Angel? Hmm? You know what I'm going to talk about? What say you? Gay porn? No, not gay porn. No. Wow. No, no, no. I'm surprised. 
Uh, do you know where this uh, this story is going to take place, right? Las Vegas. Wow, prophetic! You know exactly where it is. Wow. <laughs> this event happens in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm impressed. Something quite out of this world happened there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so you might think that I'm going to talk about secret military bases out there, uh, you know, in the desert and stuff. You know, all the secret military. Base. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bring up phony undocumented um, abductions from mysterious Russian cities that no one knows about or has any sort of evidence about. No, why would I do that? I've done weeks of research on this and I have all of my sources. Mm. I am talking about a true, absolutely true, recorded factual story. Ryan, are you listening? Ryan, yes. I'm listening, I'm, listening. I'm waiting. Check the I'm internet. Waiting. If you don't believe me, check the internet. It's on there. Richard Nixon <laughs> library. Let's go. The proof's there. The proof's yeah. there. I mean, Stephen, the thing I want to know is, is, is Shaggy okay? Uh, was it me? Because <laughs> your Ryan yeah. voice sounds just like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I did lose my voice uh, yeah. this week, and I'm trying my best to do the Ryan voice, and it's, I know it's 90% there, so I think the listeners will agree. They'll appreciate it. All right, so this uh, story happened recently, not some 1820s horror stories from Russia. So I think this is more relevant to us, Ryan, and more believable. Actually, it's true. On May 1st, there was a 911 call placed in Las Vegas, Nevada. Did you hear about this, Chris? Isn't that a normal thing to happen in Las Vegas? Very normal, normal to have 911 calls. Ryan's cheering. But, uh, very abnormal to get one of this kind let me read to you the transcript of the 911 call so he calls in ring 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 911 dispatcher goes hey, hello how may i help you all that nonsense uh the guy's freaked out he says we just saw in the corner of our eyes something fall down from the sky it had lights and it crashed down in my backyard there was a big impact we felt like a huge energy burst and we heard footsteps outside so he went out in his backyard and we looked in my backyard and there was this big piece of equipment and we see there there's like these figures these uh uh animal human looking things but they're like eight foot tall it can't be a person they're not human beings uh we see this in our backyard big eyes they're looking at us um the 9-11 dispatcher's like mm -hmm, yeah okay you know they probably get calls like this every day crackheads um and then he just keeps going on. He's freaked out. They're very large. Like, please send police officers over here right away. The 9-11 call cuts off. So you believe this guy, right? Angel, you believe him? No. I mean, he did call into 911. Nobody would lie to a 911 dispatcher. Crazy people can call 911. No, they wouldn't. This is a real, real guy. Ghosts yeah. can call well, 911. This is uh, truly something that you would think is made up. However, there was body cam footage from a police officer the same time around the same time that the 911 call came in, showing something- Did you say body cam yes, footage? That uh, has been reported on all the trusted news sites. And the video cam footage shows a blue light falling down from the sky. Wow. Right around the same time. Do you, do you have this footage, yes, I do. Steven? Yes, I do. Show me, show me I the footage. I didn't want to like, go straight to it because they can't. Do you want to hear the 911 call or do you want to hear the footage? Yeah, it's probably some broad talking. It's a man. It's a man. Angel. Okay. Okay. So on the body cam footage is grainy, but you see the blue light coming down from the sky. The police officers show up at his house and it suspiciously gets cut off. Uh, it's been reported that multiple agencies have showed up to this guy's house and he's gone radio silent um, since the event. 
Um, so thoughts, Ryan, I know you mentioned earlier that maybe there's some <clears throat> fires going on, some suspicious fires in Canada where like 30 fires all started at the same time. At the very same time. And blacking I've out, seen the blacking out a lot of sky in some suspicious, are we, there's been a lot of spy balloons in the air, like unidentified objects, the Pentagon's coming out with, uh, footage of uh things over the water that they can't explain uh tic tacs physics defying aircraft that they can't explain there's been whistleblowers from the government agencies coming out talking about how this has been going on for a while and been a hush hush all of it's getting uh discredited right you know everybody comes out, oh well you know this guy is you know a loony bin but these are government workers guys that worked in the cia that were in high level of military high clearance that are coming out whistleblowing so what do you think ryan are we in the midst of project Bluebeam? yeah there's the <clears throat> there was a there was a military whistleblower this week that was saying all kinds of shit saying we've uh we've captured spacecrafts of alien nature non-human tons non of them yeah mm -hmm. non-human nature <laughs> tons of them he yeah. says and these are being reported all over the news this week and now people are theorizing that these these fires were started on purpose this week to cover the skies of a potential mothership that's visiting over the east coast or to so a lot of strange a lot of strange shit to, going to on to cover it up or to purposefully plant this mothership as a part of the bigger uh, plan which is project bluebeam which was create an alien invasion it could be uh to unite the world as one this this could be this could be it this, this is the moment project for the, bluebeam. the independence day speech yeah oh god biden's gonna give <laughs> us the independence day speech <laughs> anyway so first reaction so say that this guy's story is true a craft aircraft really did land in his backyard there was eight foot tall aliens and they left without really causing any harm um what are your first uh reactions if this was true to what this species might be here for uh are you uh, would you be nervous of it or would you be like uh thinking optimistically about this encounter where they might be just explorers uh wanting to explore another life form on another planet if 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 we ever get to the point where the government says like hey aliens are fucking here i'm going to be scared shitless in that initial moment 100 definitely like way too much uncertainty right like they had the technology to get here they're far superior to us right would you think that yeah. they're obviously far superior to us they have technology that could totally destroy us but if they came and they didn't just initially like instantly obliterate us like are they peaceful creatures like you know would we react? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be scared shitless upon initial admission that there's aliens there. Then very curious about what they fucking look like. Like what the, what the fuck are these things? And then I guess just living my day to day life from that point, wondering what's gonna happen next. I guess I feel like as long as they're not like killing all of us, um, I think it would be like some sort of peace uh, that we are not alone in this universe. And I think hopefully they would be willing to share some technology with us to help us kind of take the next leap into, uh, the future. I think being able to travel yeah. inner inner galaxy or 
whatever they would call it interdimensionally but well maybe that's the trick i don't, I don't, I don't know but like I feel like a lot of cool shit and a lot of awesome stuff could come from it. Cures for diseases, uh, you know, like faster space travel, like time travel, whatever is needed to get across space in that amount of time. Or maybe they just live so long that they don't mind traveling 5,000 years to another planet. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think that peace would ever happen in our lifetime. No, it wouldn't. Because number one, it, it's going to cause religion to like go crazy. Those people are going to lose well, their minds. Number like two, debunk like most religions that center around yeah, God creating he, the universe. Which I, I don't um, think it really debunks that because you could you can argue that God created their worlds too. And well, it was like our like God. That. Their God's different. You know, they're like our. But like it, it could be the same. Our God it could be, be the it, same. It could yeah. be the same God. Our God creates life. But number two, we're at a, we're at a point in our society where nobody believes anything. Oh, yeah, the misinformation like, is. You rampant. can look at it, and it can be like, oh, the left are just saying it because of this, and the right are saying it because of that. Fuck that shit. So you're gonna have people fighting about whether or not it's true, or if it's Project Bluebeam and the the government's trying to trick us. You can they could put an alien on stage and people aliens are come down and like, well, they're fucking racist. <laughs> 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 what does this mean for trans people? You know, like it's like, uh, well, aliens are here. I think we have bigger issues on our hand right now. Like, right. I heard another thing on TikTok recently where, like, you know, nobody is talking about the bigger issues facing humanity and our planet or anything. They're just only caught up in these like societal topics like trans rights and like racism and stuff like that. Like, you could talk about that all you want. But as soon as you start talking about like the big shit, you're like silenced. You know, I think there has been an yeah. uptick and maybe it's just my TikTok algorithm, like finding out that I like interested in, in aliens and just showing me more of this conspiracy shit. But it just seems like there's been a big uptick in uh, encounters and information coming out. No, there, there 100% is definitely more, especially from the mainstream media actually talks about it more. I think that 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 might be the reason why there's quote unquote more sightings because yeah. the media actually acknowledges it. You might be able to credit that to good old Tom DeLong, you know, yeah. he started talking about like, I'm the, sorry, Joe, Joe Rogan, American hero. But you know what? This is the thing. I think everybody's out for money. These businesses are out for money too. What captures people's attention more than saying an asteroid's coming to earth or aliens are here. Like that is going to get everybody to tune into these news channels. And they have already proven in the past, they will hype up anything to get more viewers like everything's a disaster oh this hurricane's gonna wipe out all of the east coast it's gonna be horrible and they're out there in the hurricane pretending like they're getting blown away and there's a dude like walking his dog like in the background you know it's yeah. just well, i know that i don't trust the news it's hard to trust their reporting on it but like to see all this like shaky grainy footage popping up all over the place i'm like how many people are out there like creating fake content that would who's doing all that yeah well the thing the the the, the body cam footage that's a hundred percent legit like that that's and, police yeah body and the police officer is like i would never respond to this kind of call but my partner who is a totally normal person was like bro something came down out of the sky i thought it was a shooting star but it was blue and it was big and it like happened at the same time so i think we should actually go to that guy's house and check it out yeah i remember one time i was driving with my friend bon down the freeway and we saw something like it that's in that body cam footage where it came down it was blue and the whole sky just lit up blue this is a random night we were cruising around wow never knew what it was i assume it was just a meteor that fucking entered the atmosphere but 
It looked just like that metals video. will burn blue. I mean, if an asteroid or any comet or any shooting star came into our atmosphere, whatever it's made up of, it's what it's going to burn. So, like, some shit burns white. I'm sure Angel knows more about this than I do. Magnesium. Like, magnesium's white, magnesium. like cobalt. What is blue? What would burn blue? Copper. Copper. Yeah, there's different minerals that yep. will burn different colors. Alien materials. Yeah. Orange is calcium, yellow sodium, green is barium. Yeah, but but this story is definitely interesting because immediately following that that light in the sky, they get a call from somebody claiming something landed in their backyard. And there there's there's follow video that I saw on, on the TikTok today where like the neighbor's ring camera captures the sound of that thing like crashing and it's loud as shit. Yeah. Like something happened, like something crashed back there. And whether or not something landed and creatures came out that were eight feet tall, I don't know. But something definitely like happened over there. Yeah. And then I also think like a little bit like um devil's advocate here. And I'm like, okay, if I was running Project Blue Beam and I was like, how do I go viral and how do I get everybody to start believing? I'm gonna stage something really random, right? Like just very random. Like, how can people deny it? I'm gonna just have like something happen in someone's backyard and it's going to be like really mysterious and it's going to go away and people are going to talk about it. It's going to get on the news and people will believe that. Is that, how would you try to, how would you try to convince the masses that aliens are here? You sprinkle it through social yeah. media and let fucking the society take care like, of it. How are you going to put a mothership in the sky? We don't have the technology to put a hologram in the sky or even a, a, a space spacecraft up there. We don't need to put a hologram, dude. We have AI to do that. We can have AI. Yeah. Hey, give me a video of a mothership going off in sky, put it on freaking every single news source. If you don't look you up go. and you don't see it, then the, 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 or when are you going to see it? You got to look up. You got to have the chance to look up. We're mostly you inside. never stargaze angel. Have you ever looked up no. in the sky while no. like, camping and like seen like fucking a, a light in the sky mm. that's like moving and then it zips to the right and zips to the left. We've never seen something look, if like a that. A small spaceship no. comes into our atmosphere and even comes to earth. They're not there to harvest us or harvest minerals or anything like that. They're not going to have a way to take it back to, to where they're not going to haul off like all of our shit. You know, it's too heavy. Um, they're here for exploratory reasons of just curiosity. I'm not, I'm not that mad about that. I would too. Like what would we do if we could travel to other stars and other galaxies? We'd instantly go to a planet that has life and instantly try to check out what the life forms are like and instantly try to figure out if they're intelligent or not. Yeah. It's the first thing we would do. And uh, can we live here? Can we uh, repopulate this planet? Can we move our people to this planet? Is it a viable place for us? That's the first thing we would do. Does it have oxygen? I, I believe that there's aliens out there that have visited us, but I don't believe that they're, they're menacing. Because if they were menacing and they have the technology to come visit us, they probably have the technology to destroy us. Yeah. So if they wanted to, they probably could have and would have. You think like... It. Well, you think that most creatures want to live. This is the thing. That's the only reason we've ever made it to this point in time is we have a, we have a, the desire to uh, reproduce and we have the desire to live. If we didn't, we don't meet the criteria for living and uh, we've made it this far. So any other creatures out there are going to fit the same sort of uh, requirements to have a successful species. So why would they be so menacing that they would want to come to other planets for the pure intent to destroy it psychopaths oh so we're yeah but like psychopaths wouldn't really make it too much in their own society so i mean that's specific to the human race right you're assuming that aliens cannot be psychopaths i'm just saying right. it wouldn't make sense for any species to be psychopaths or violent 
inherently violent Why not? because it wouldn't like benefit their society. It wouldn't benefit their species and it wouldn't let them get to the point where they have the technology to travel the universe because they would be so hostile. You're, you're assuming their values. You're assuming their goal. If their goal is to take over the entire universe, of course, they're going to want to destroy everything that's living in order to conquer it. I can't believe I'm having this conversation, but yes. There's a logical problem in your argument too, because they would look at the human race and be like, dude, they're not even a threat. They wouldn't, they would look at us as much as like they would look at a dog that we're not even. You're assuming that all the technology that they have is much stronger than ours. How do you know that all that they have is not stronger than a nuclear bomb? This is, uh, I see the point you're getting to. And my rebuttal to it is, uh, I would agree maybe they have some sort of way of checking in on us from time to time. And I, I don't remember where I heard this theory, but like maybe we're reaching a point in our technology with AI and some of the weapons that we have that we're going to make a huge advancement soon. And they know it. They're like, Hey, we've watched a lot of societies and they get to this point and boom, it takes off and they discover everything they need to travel. And we need to keep a watch on them and, or we need to take them out before they reach it because they have violent tendencies as human beings. They're like, too, they have too much turmoil and they would uh, be a threat to the universe. They wouldn't fit into the mold of like a intergalactic trust or something. So yeah. maybe there are like more encounters there's, now because we're getting really close and people are like, I don't know, we need to watch these guys. There's a, there's a lot of stories of like alien uh, sightings over by um, like nuclear missile silos and nuclear reactors and reports of them like deactivating shit yeah because they know like we could destroy our planet with this yeah shit. like hey these guys are stupid <laughs> there's been a lot of reports of shit going on in vegas did you see the video of the the sapphire strip club no UFO? i have a theory though i have a theory of why they like vegas <laughs> because it's a it's very like it's very like flat and open and dry and i feel like there's a lot of energy there and the power sources to power all that shit. Maybe they uh, need all these things to get in and out of a, I don't know. I just feel like, or I don't know why it would be like, why is it always the desert? Why is it always Roswell? Or why is it always Vegas? That gets the weird shit. Because the sky is so clear. It's clear. It's easier to land. Such, such little. Well, let, me, let me show you this video from out from there. The, the Sapphire, <laughs> the Sapphire club. So, so if you look at this video, you see this fine lady. Ooh, titties. But right above that fine lady, there's this weird little triangle thing up in the sky. Okay. Deep, menacing red devil eye. Yeah. Lights on each corner. It's Ganon. And you notice the uh, the little spotlight of the strip club almost lights it up. Yeah. It's very interesting. It looks like Goma. My, uh, my thing, my issue with a lot of these uh, videos is like, People are always saying the same thing. When the fuck are we ever going to get a clear video? Every video we always get some hazy ass, fucking grainy. There's clouds in the sky. We can't see it all the way. It's it's too easy, especially with AI, to create a video like that. You know, like it could easily be government propaganda that's just being mass produced and put out to the masses to try to get everybody thinking about aliens. Yeah. Project Bluebeam. So what would you trust if... Would you trust an alien invasion? Would you actually believe it? I mean, I, I feel like we've also reached the point where society is so divided that this could be like the one thing that, that could unite everybody is this extraterrestrial threat. Finally get I would us hope to it forget unites us in a good way. Differences. I hope it unites us in a good way where it kind of debunks religion enough to like be like, okay, we're not going to be arguing over which religion is right anymore. We're just going to uh, say either we come from a god or we don't. And there's definitely other things in the universe and we're all human and we're all one species 
and it's a good good unification not like the diabolical unification that i think uh matt like huge corporations want in these global elitists what they want where they want us to be all united so they can suck us dry of every penny we have and use us for their gain right ryan we'll, we'll see what happens in new york when the the clouds clear up a little bit they can <laughs> what project they their images in the sky <laughs> or it's all wishful thinking that we think something exciting will happen in our lifetime So this this video in Las Vegas, what's so I'm looking at the video. I'm not listening to it. When I'm looking at it, it's just police officer walking up and talking to neighbors. Okay, that's the body so what, cam so footage of gonna... once he gets to the house. But there is, an, and I need yeah. to find it. But there's a body cam of his partner while he's still in his like um squad uh, his cruiser, and he's looking up at a blue meteorite. Right, help me find it. I think I have it open. I have it. Do I have it open? Oh, I have it right here, Steve, and I'll I'll put it in. It's from the New York yeah. Post. New York Post oh, is right. solid. solid source. And it's solid sources for this type of story because usually you only see this on like weird. Oh man, Aviator Sunglasses Angel is back. Anyways, that's kind of the end of my segment, and I'm a little upset that Ryan uh, <laughs> guessed it in the intro. <laughs> and, uh, he knows. So predictable. He knows your time slot. So I guess well, there's only Steven. one. one Who would have thought? Who thought? I guess there's only one thing left to do. And it's, so, Chris, uh, what do you think? Are you uh, fully convinced, or what say you? <laughs> you know, weird stuff happens in Vegas all the time. And uh, but the weirdest thing, or the thing that jumped out to me, is the neighbor that was being interviewed. He had a black shirt with a red number three on it. Does that jump out to anybody? No. Red number three, it was specifically the iconic Dale Earnhardt NASCAR driver, legendary champion. What it was his that shirt. You? That man, that means that this man is a man of history. He's probably from Southern origins. He probably loves a good Coors Light on a Sunday. And his dream is to go to the almighty Daytona 500 one of these days. But the reason I point that out to you is the... Uh, the mass uh, crazy stuff that happens most commonly cornfields, wheat fields in the south. Verifiable people right there. What they saw, they'll tell you exactly what it was. So it sounds like Chris is a believer. So, Ryzy, what what say you? I mean, uh, I, I I believe I don't necessarily believe that there was a uh, a spacecraft in the backyard and eight foot creatures came out. Not really bought in on that. But I do, I do believe like something weird happened that night. It was too on the nose, right? Too on the nose with the like stereotypical alien imagery that we've been given our whole lives. It's too, it's too on the nose. Like, oh, eight foot tall, big eyes looking at it. It's like, okay, man. This was like Area Fifty One shit. That I don't know. I think, I think if aliens do come out, they are going to be those like weird shaped heads with the giant eyeball, gray things. I think that that's what they are going to be. I think they're going to be blobs of goo that can connect to like a computer they're <laughs> just like literally goo <laughs> like they found a way to like turn themselves into a everlasting being <clears throat> or reptilians reptilians yeah make the frogs gay <laughs> angel what say you are you a believer now did i convince you what with my no absolutely word. not no 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 try again it's not a comedy all right <laughs> spin the wheel <laughs> wait hold on hold on 
I almost have my data together. I need to get a drink images, of water. Images. Data? Yeah. Are you yeah. gathering information for the aliens, Chris? Pretty close. Pretty close. Okay. Very good. Here we go. Do. I got it. I got it. All right. So, let me grab this right here. I wonder who's next. I'm nervous. Boom. All right. So, you guys see this right here? Very no, specific yes. looking three on this man's t shirt with a little bit of segment underneath it's, it. It's very blurry, but I, I, I think I see a three. Yes. Boom. We can expect that. See that? See that right there? Iconic yeah. number three with little squiggly lines below it. Yeah. That is the indistinguishable legendary Dale Earnhardt from NASCAR. Wait a minute. Dale Earnhardt. But there's also a man in a bathrobe, Chris. What does it mean? <laughs> that's true. No, mm. that's a lab coat. He's wearing jeans under the... Laptops are typically blue or white, depending on what industry you're in. But see, but see, those people, those people aren't talking. The, I'm focusing on the, the the person giving the details is right here. Man, look at that. Price says Dale uh, Earnhardt. Yeah, Jr. that's Dale's right number. Yep. That that oh. that three is indistinguishable. He's a good old boy. Indistinguishable. Yes. Yeehaw. It's a very specific three. So now we have to connect Dale and the alien. Hmm. Dale was taken from us early on a famous NASCAR crash. Now I feel bad. Yeah. What the fuck? Is there a banana in your pants, Steven? It's all natural. Are you balding? <laughs> you see it? I saw it too. I saw it too. I was literally going to say the same thing. <laughs> That's because I've got too much testosterone. <laughs> Ooh, are you taking tea? No, I wish. Ladies and gentlemen, we got one more man. I like how you got my nickname, Miami. You like that? <laughs> All right, Miami. Next. Big winner. Boom. Angel, Miami. All right, Miami. Take it away. Oh, I'm nervous. Were you guys this nervous the first time you did it? I haven't spoken longer than like four minutes. Mm. <sighs> And when I speak, I usually cut half of it out because it's stupid. I mean, you gave us that fabulous fudge packing story. Oh, that was a long time. That was three minutes, 59 seconds. Uh, all right. See, the trick I is just, yeah. just envision your audience in their underwear. Works every time. That makes me more nervous. Not Because then I have to lay all of them. I don't know if I have the energy because there's like obviously 10,000 people there. I got to take naps. I'm stressed out now. So what you need to know is that all 40 listeners, whenever they're listening to us, their pants are off. Probably <laughs> taking a poop or on a long drive. <laughs> all good. I don't get nervous. All right. That was just to make you guys feel better about your first time. You just remember that nothing in life matters and that we're all going to die. And just the fuck out the all right. So I'm going to talk about. Uh, so in today's uh, topic, I'm going to be taking over for Chris. Uh, he typically covers decisions were made which is a fabulous topic. Everyone loves it. I get text messages every single day. Oh my God, I cannot get enough of this decisions were made. Favorite part. I heard it single-handedly ruining the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of text message are you getting? <laughs> Steven, stop texting yourself. <laughs> hey, Steven. Yeah, Steven? Okay. Sign up for history lesson. Um, so something about me I like money. Okay. And there's been a lot of talk about financial institutions and whether uh, recently in recent history or whatever, I guess aliens are distracting people. 
And uh, there's been talk whether the Federal Reserve should be in the business of bailing out banks or if they should fall on their own, okay? Now, everyone has their own opinion. Typically, people follow party lines. They believe in society's social structures. Or they just read Twitter. Well, it did remind me of one of my favorite financial crises of the 20th century. You have a favorite financial crisis? And that sounds weird, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to talk about that. Financial (laughs) crisis. Angel loves a financial crisis. Weird, right? But see, you guys are missing the point. Angel loves when money trades hands. Yes. It's my favorite. Chris Angel. So, like, people are thinking probably, what is he, a monster? Angel's a monster, a source of masculine energy that women gravitate to in mass, you know? Even though, you know, that's true. It's not the point. I love this story because it's about betting everything on what you believe to be true in your heart. And I'm talking to you, Stephen. Yeah, what do I believe in my heart? What are you drinking? This is an herbal tea. Okay. What kind of herbal tea? I'm now I'm curious. Uh, this one was uh, deemed the sh- uh, stress and immune tea. It has uh, lemon, some sort of berry, and ashwagandha. Well, that's your problem right there. That's your Baby. problem. I know. It keep, okay. makes my pubes grow extra fast. <laughs> oh, ashwagandha. Okay. <laughs> that's like Wakanda, kind of. Forever. All right. So I love this story. Do you? Because it's about betting everything. That's, it's true in your heart. Because <laughs> it's true in everything in your heart. Despite everyone around you, and this is the key, everyone around you saying you might be wrong and you might be making a bad decision. Have you ever had that? Anyone tell you, you're like so sure in your decision, I'm going to do this. And people around you are like, dude, that's a really bad idea. Hey, man, you didn't think this through. Are you sure about that? You want to sleep on it? And you're like, no, dude, you don't understand. You don't know what I know. I know that this is right. You guys ever uh, have that? Yeah, when the housing crisis of 20, 2007 was about to happen, and I was really thinking the market was going to fall, so I wanted to short it. Wait, so you did short it or not? No, I'm guessing that's what your story is. No. Oh, fuck. Absolutely not, but close. Actually, not even close. It's like 100 <laughs> years before. <laughs> so, and this one, actually, this one is uh, you actually turn out that you're wrong. You know, everyone, everyone was right, and you were wrong. And that's exactly what happened to a one Otto Hines. He's a man whose misjudgment led to the panic of 1907. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, baby. The panic of 1907. Panic. Panic at the disco. Yeah. Otto and his brothers, Arthur and Augustus, were the majority stakeholders in the United Copper Company, a holding company with Augustus's mining interests. They started a brokerage house and called it Otto C. Hines and Company. So using this firm... The brothers went into speculative stock pool with a Charles Morse. But more on that guy later, okay? One day, Otto was auditing the United Copper Company shares. He found the market had 25,000 more shares than were supposed to be. He concluded the brokers must secretly loan their shares to traders to sell short. And how dare they? Otto believed he and his brothers held the majority interest in United Copper. He would execute a bear squeeze, which only works if you know you're the majority shareholder. He figured, okay, check this out. He figured if his brothers decided to call in the shares, it would force short sellers to fulfill their obligations by purchasing stock in low supply, driving prices up, and short sellers would pay a considerable premium covering their position. But first, he needed, a, he needed more shares to reduce supply. So he and his brother would purchase large blocks to corner, quote, United Copper, 
this purchase uh, would drive prices up naturally. And those secret short sellers would feel the pain. It was the perfect plan. Otto spoke to Augustus. His brother Arthur was traveling Europe for some fucking reason and told him it would cost at least $1.5 million to pull this off. But Augustus denied Otto's request because he, was, uh, he had no money and could not put his position in, in the peril. See, fucking Augustus was the president of the Mercantile National Bank at the time. So Augustus shared that his uh, bank was experiencing a silent run on, uh, run on the bank. Uh, are you guys familiar with what a run on a bank is? No. It's where, yeah, it's where the banks only have, like, the banks don't hold 100% of the money that you deposit in there. They hold something more like, I don't know, 15% or something like that. So if everyone tried to withdraw their money at the same time, there's not enough money in the building to pay everybody, and the bank panics. Exactly. Exactly. People, depositors will put their money into the bank and the bank will lend it out because they can do that. And then all of a sudden, depositors will come in demanding their cash in full. And if this happens for too many depositors and more, the more money than the, than the bank holds, it creates a problem because they don't have the cash on hand. It's been lent out. So that's a run on a bank is where, they, where, where depositors start pulling money more than what the bank has on hand. So... Um, going back, he decided to call a meeting with Charles Morse and Charles Barney, two Charleses. So Barney was a president of Knickerbocker Trust Company, uh, which was the third, uh, Knickerbocker Barney, Barney. Yeah. Oh, Barney. Okay. He was the president of the Knickerbocker Trust Company, which was the third largest in New York. That's pretty big. Uh, they met at Barney's home. Mm, He lived next to the Jiggerbockers, the Jiggerfuckers. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. He lived on uh, Fifth Avenue, so freaking premium spot. And uh, again, he laid out the perfect plan. What he was going to do, the bear squeeze. Okay, so... Is that is that like a bear hug? Yes. Kind of, yeah, except it's not so nice. Actually, a bear hug sounds fucking terrifying. Unless you're the bear. You know, there was some pretty awesome bear squeezes that happened recently that made me and Ryan some money. Hey! hey Good work, man. AMC and GameStop, baby. Those are bear squeezes. That's a lot of... Yeah, that's a... Exactly! So you know what a squeeze is. You know what a yeah. short squeeze is. Like Vanguard was like... Or some big old... Yeah, whatever. Keep going. Okay. Good. So, um, going back to it. Uh, they met at, at Barney's home on Fifth Avenue. And again... Otto laid out his perfect plan. What happened was Morse stopped the discussion, told him he was completely wrong, and all three men told Otto to go to hell. You believe that? They told him to get the, f- told him to go fuck himself on Fifth Avenue, by his own blood and his own business partners. That was unacceptable. With no support, he was convinced his plan was perfect. Otto decided to corner and squeeze on his own. So he called a meeting with Philip Keyberg. So Philip Keyberg was a partner in the stock exchange firm Gross and Keyberg from the name, right? Gave two instructions. He told him, first, you order a purchase 6,000 shares of United Copper. Second, oh no, so he ordered a purchase of 6,000 shares of United Copper. And what he was trying to do is hoping to force uh, short sellers to settle. And then second, he would issue calls for all Heinz owned United Copper certificates uh, that had been loaned out to punish brokers who, again, he believed were providing them to short sellers. So he was ready to bring the pain to those motherfuckers. All right. Let me paint you a picture. Monday morning, it was quiet on Wall Street. Mm. There were probably people talking about what they did over the weekend. 
again Monday. Others talking about Halloween plans later in the month because it was October. Or maybe even a displeased orange cat. I don't know. I wasn't there, dude. But you know who was? Knickerbocker. The Chicago Tribune. And Knickerbocker was there. Yeah, they were in the exchange house. The Chicago Tribune described a big shot from a super well-known brokerage firm busting into his stunner shades on, dubs fucking fluttering out of his coat with each step, just a big fat nerd with big dick energy slamming an order for 5,000 of 6,000 shares Otto told him to buy the night before. So he went on to buy the rest and everyone joined in. Everyone thought the stock was going up. So it started at 39, uh, hit a high of 62 and closed at 52. That's a huge gain. Uh, so that day, thousands of stock certificates arrived at Otto Heinz and Company to pay six hundred thirty thousand um, by close, which is two fifteen. Uh, again, Otto asked his brother for a loan because, again, he was the president of one of the banks. Uh, he calculated since United Copper was trading around sixty, uh, he would only need about a third of the value of the securities, which would serve as collateral to repay the brokers that day. So this time, Augustus agreed and arranged for a loan from Mercantile National Bank to cover the checks written against Otto Hines and company's account. Now, Otto felt on top of the world. He primed the market. He got shorts scurrying to cover, and he had cash available. Now it's time to bring the squeeze, baby. So on October 15, Tuesday, the next day, Otto Hines put his squeeze into effect. He would call 20 stock exchange houses to deliver their stock ASAP by 2 p.m. Now, because Otto was a significant majority holder of United Copper, and he expected brokers would not chance of delivering on time. They had no chance, dude. He's like, you know what? I'm the majority stakeholder. I expect them, because I've been buying up shares over the last few weeks, there's like none left. They're going to need to cover their position. They're going to be screwed. So according to the rules, if Heinz could buy the stock, any stock not delivered in time would force the stock exchange house to pay the difference between purchases and market prices. So it was time for those brokers to pay for undermining Otto for no reason. So Otto issued the order. You know what happened, Stephen? No idea. No idea? Not even a guess? Uh, everybody showed up. He ordered all 20 stock exchange houses to return the certificates by end of day 2.15 p.m. I don't even know what that means. Okay. Shocker, all 20 houses actually delivered on their promise. Ooh, that is a shocker in that short amount of time. Yeah, there was plenty of <laughs> stock in the market. Auto was dead fucking wrong. <laughs> there were thousands and thousands of shares arriving as fast as the mail could fucking carry because of the news of Monday's price uh, spike. Everybody wanted to sell. Uh, so there were, yeah, there were many certificates coming. The Heinz's, ref at, at some point, the Heinz's actually refused delivery after it actually got out of control. Um, traders were turned away. Uh, they flooded the market, and that drove the price down from 59 opening that day. So he thought everybody was shorting the stock, and nobody was actually shorting the stock. Exactly. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. Go back. You'll see. Wait, wait till the end. Wait till the end, buddy. Thought that was the end. So uh, it opened at 59, closed at 36. Um, word around uh, the fucking curb was that the old timers even said they'd never seen anything like it. It's dropped like a motherfucker. But why was Otto wrong? He was sure of his strategy. Uh, what do you think he missed, Christopher? Hmm. You know, I'm kind of, I'm also kind of shocked that he was wrong in the situation. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm always so. I think people who short shop, short stocks are like the scum of the earth. 
So, because what they do is you have like, uh, like, I mean, let's take hedge funds. Like I was a big, I was a big proponent of the whole like GameStop situation, but you have these hedge fund companies that just have a lot of money and they go around and they look for businesses that are dying and they start heavily shorting those businesses saying, Hey, this business ain't going to hold on. I'm betting they're not going to make it. And so if you get enough money to bet on that, people, everyone looks at it and they say, hey, my, my stock value is dropping. So they start selling, which takes more equity out of the company. And they can, hedge funds themselves can put companies out of business. And that's what they were doing with GameStop. Yeah. And I was really pissed off at the GameStop situation because they shorted over 100%. That means they shorted more than the stocks that were available. So... And then when, when, when you get a situation of someone realizing that, and they're like, hey, I'm going to start calling them on it, and then they have to scramble because they're losing money left and right, I'm all about that. So as you were leading up to this whole thing, I was like, he saw it. He knew people were shorting. He got the money. He saw the opportunity, put the plan out, and he went for it. So when he said he's wrong, I just don't get what's happening. The only thing that could happen is that there was not as many people shorting as he thought. So, yeah. All these people were holding on to this, what, like, let's just say a $10 stock and jumped up to 60 bucks. They're like, oh, shit, we just made a ton of money. Let's sell it off. You know, I don't know. Tell us. the. Tell us. Yeah. The- yeah. So, you know what, Chris, to comment on that um, shorting stock. Yeah, it's a it's kind of scummy, but I mean, it's following the rules. Why not? You can do the opposite. And having people exactly having people recognize that uh, that they're actually shorting the stock and going against it, driving the price higher. I mean, why not? I mean, both sides are going to be upset either way, as long as we're following the rules. So, it's almost like that guy when you're playing on a craps table and you got a, like a hot hand going, and then some guy walks up and puts it on the don't pass line. I don't know what that means. You give dirty looks to that guy. I do it all the time. I always bet the don't pass because all you miserable fucks look like losers, and I'm not betting with you. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. I only bet with Michelle. Christopher, good choice. Uh, a good, you know, thank you for the comment. But uh, remember when Otto believed twenty five thousand shares were trading secretly, leading him to concoct a bear squeeze to punish those scheming, greedy brokers? Yes. Well, as it turns out, the months leading up to the event, Augustus has been supporting—that's his brother, Otto's brother's Augustus—has been supporting the stock price by buying United Copper from brokers on margin. Those not familiar, this meant that security purchases were was collateral for the loan and the certificates remain in the broker's possession. So it was indeed possible for the brokers to lend out shares to short sellers. Hmm. There was no secret plot. They were following the rules. Otto was just probably dropping subtle comments to brokers, letting him know that he knew what they were up to. And they looked at him like he was weird. Like, you know, you're on margin. Yeah. Like you're, you, you don't have the certificate in your hand. All right. My first problem with these, this story is uh, it's like reading a legal document. Half the shit that you said, I don't even know what the fuck you're saying, like the terms you're using. And I have dabbled in the stock market a little bit. I understand certain things like a squeeze and I understand what a short sale is and blah, 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 whatever. But half the shit you said, I still don't understand. So I couldn't follow along half of it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, thank you for telling me towards the end. I mean, I could, I could go back, I guess. But uh, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Uh, no, I'll, I'll summarize it at the end. Don't worry about it. I just just know he was fucking wrong because he didn't tomato, pay attention. Tomato, it's like Shakespeare, reading Shakespeare. Basically, he thought that people were fucking undermining his ass when in actuality they really weren't. They were just doing business as usual. 
and he got a story up in his head. So how much did he lose? Ooh, you're going to find out. Yes, yeah, that's sexy money, Angel. Oh, no, you're not going to hear figures. You're going to hear fucking legislation. So Otto was not <laughs> able... <laughs> Otto wasn't able to meet his obligation. His brokerage, Grossen Kleberg, went into bankruptcy. The New York Stock Exchange suspended Otto's trading privileges. Oh, baby. The, so the State Savings Bank of Butte, Montana which is like fucking random, but apparently they held United Copper as collateral against its lending. It had been a correspondence bank of the Mercantile National Bank. Again, Augustus was the president. Because of the United Copper and the involvement in States Bank, the board of Mercantile forced Augustus to resign before fucking lunch. By then, it was already too late. Oh, snap. Mercantile was experiencing a bank run, which started a domino effect for banks doing business with their associates, even Mr. Charles Morse and his bank. The chaos shook any confidence in the New York banks. Enter John Pierport Morgan Sr., a.k.a. J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan, baby, president of J.P. Morgan and Company, who was in Richmond in Virginia at the time. He wasn't the wealthiest or most well-connected banker, but he had similar experience helping rescue the U.S. Treasury during the Panic of 1893. Over the next few days, Morgan's townhouse library was the headquarters where New York bank and trust presidents arrived to share information about the impending crisis and the status of their firms. The problem was the depositors were so scared they would lose their money, any terrible news would cause bank runs, even on healthy trusts. So Morgan, <laughs> coupling with George Baker... Was that was that a part? How dare you! How dare you! It was so far away from your microphone. Yeah, that was loud. Dude, are, are, are you like a fart ventriloquist? Um, what happened? Anyway. <laughs> Well, Angel, I think you're doing a bang-up job covering Christmas spot today. I know, it's I know. Thank thoroughly. You. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Subtleties. This is, this is why Angel is the best. Yes. So the problem was that depositors were so scared, they'd lose their money. If you go to the goddamn bank and you realize they're going to fucking lose your money, you're not going to go to them. You're going to take your money out and go to somebody else. Right? Correct. <laughs> Only the most sophisticated understand this. And the less sophisticated watch the most sophisticated and they go in later. But the most sophisticated realize this. So the problem is when you do it to healthy trusts or, or motherfuckers who actually know what the fuck they're doing, that's a problem. Okay. You don't need to run a bank on some healthy firm. So what happened was JP Morgan, George Baker, who at the time was president of the First National Bank, and James Stillman a National City Bank of New York, ancestor to, wait for it, Citibank, oh. and the United States Secretary of Treasury, George B. Cortelieu. Cortelieu, yeah. They helped stem the issues. Basically, Cortelieu deposited $25 million in a few of New York's banks. Um, they worked together, and even John D. Rockefeller, the wealthiest man in the United States, deposited an additional $10 million on top of that in Stillman's National City Bank. He even called it the Associated Press Manager, told him he would pledge half his wealth to maintain the U.S. credit, which like is obviously like how he makes money, right? Because the interest rate. But I mean, that instills confidence. So with all this freaking nutty fucking shit that came out of this, what came out? Otto's terrible math, 
bank runs for days and J.P. Morgan and friends saving the day, what came out was the Federal Reserve Act. It was passed by the 63rd United States Congress and signed into law by President Woodrow Wilson in 1913. The law created the Federal Reserve System and the central bank system in the United States. The Federal Reserve System consists of 12 regional Federal Reserve banks jointly responsible for managing the country's money supply, making loans and providing oversight to banks, and most importantly, like J.P. Morgan, the predecessor to freaking Citibank did back in the day, 1907-1908, serve as lender of last resort. As a consequence, brought stability to the financial system in the United sure States. Sure did until the 1920s, mm. like 10 years later when the fucking shit crashed. Ooh, that's next time. 1930s. So so basically, like, J.P. Morgan and the Citibank guy, the they rolled in and they said, hey, United States, you're having a cash flow problem. Want me to help you out? And in, the, and in, in return, you can make me rich for the next 200 years? Yes. And they said, yeah, let's do that. Yes, they did. Man. So auto, it was over a weekend. Auto caused millions of dollars of their own money. It was, it was like auto cleared cleared his own headship and allowed room for these other guys to step into the vacuum and become the uh, financial leaders of the country. Yeah, most importantly, Otto thought he was right. Turns out he did his math wrong. <laughs> Hate when that happens. When you are shorting a position, yep. And say you take a lot of shorts on something, but it skyrockets, and you're like in the tank hundreds of thousands of dollars you just let that expire and you lose your money of the initial investment is that what you do well i mean what else can you do well you i mean you're not forced to take that loss right they're they're not going to come after you and squeeze more money out of you i'm just saying you don't actually have to owe that money right because i've seen some crazy shit on reddit where they're like someone dudes pull out a bunch of shorts on something and then it goes up and they're like dude i'm in the tank 20 million (laughs) like (laughs) but it's just like a it's like a short position so, so a short position, it sounds like you're familiar with it because it sounds like you've done it with Ryan at some point. I've never done a short. All I did was uh, buy stock in something that was getting squeezed. And so when it went up because of the squeeze. So much shit. Why did you buy something during a squeeze? So, what were you expecting stock to do? Um, it was accident, actually. Um, me and Ryan were discussing which stocks would uh, benefit from the vaccine news. And we bought into AMC. Because we figured um, movie theaters would be on the uptick and cruise ships. Back to the movies. And so we bought Carnival cruise ship. We bought AMC and we bought some airplane stock and AMC stock. Is this part of your investment yes. firm? And then the AMC stock yes. like shot up like super high one day. And <laughs> me and Ryan were like, what the fuck is going on? So I started reading about all this shit. I knew GameStop was already happening, but I didn't buy in at the ground floor of the squeeze of GameStop and I didn't benefit when it shot up. So I didn't want to get in on it after it was already over a hundred bucks. And uh, the AMC kind of became like the the sister stock to that movement it was like the next one yeah so uh we got accidentally caught up in a squeeze because what they were doing was they saw the hedge funds shorting games or amc so they like had a bunch of people on the internet start buying stock right that's what a squeeze is so the people with a bunch of short positions are like oh shit we're losing all of our money so let's sell it all off and if they do that then it's going to shoot the stock to the moon i don't know never happened fully we woke up and it was like a hundred percent and i was like sell that shit <laughs> I, still, I, was like, uh, 
But again, you bought the stock, not the short. No, we bought right? the stock. So I basically bought an AMC stock for like five bucks a stock. Okay. I woke up one morning, it was like in the fifties, and I'm like, I just made like six grand while I was sleeping. <laughs> Fabulous. That's very good. And it was in a Roth account, so I didn't have to pay taxes on it. So, hey, oh, baby. Someone did their homework. Now the tax man's after you, yeah, Steve. Come after me <laughs> until I retire. So the funny thing is, I am still holding game stock and amc you fail but yeah 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 Are i was i saw <laughs> I, I saw i saw the excitement yeah. and i was like oh shoot oh shoot let me hop in on that so i like i got it it takes like when you inject money into like e-trade it takes a minute to get that money where you can actually do something with it he bought in at 300 he's diamond hands or whatever they would call it yeah no i don't think i bought i think i bought in at like like just under 100 i think so and I watched. It's gotta be worth like nothing. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually down right now. Twenty one dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. is twenty one dollars. <laughs> what yeah, a wild ride! Yeah. Oh my god, five yards, five years ago. Yeah, exactly. I think. I mean, I, I, it was like two thousand bucks in total. So I think I'm down like three hundred right now. Is what it looks like. But it still sucks. Damn. Yeah, I actually sold AMC on the first plateau of the of the movement. So it got to like four times my money which i think i bought in at five it was at like 20 bucks i was like i sold off almost all of it and then it shot up to like 60 bucks and i was like wow but i didn't give a fuck i made money i, t- I typically just trade options yeah if i'm honest so you're only shorting and what is the opposite of shorting long and you're long in a position so if you're betting on it to go up betting on it to go up you're going long yeah but everybody likes to short because it's like this it's like the sexy one i feel like it's more predictable to predict a company that's going to go bad and sour than it is to predict a company that's going to shoot up. But tell you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Tell you're wrong. But nine times out of 10, you know, it's, it's pretty predictable. You can kind of see the, the firm structure and the ev- evolution of the, like, for example, AMC during the pandemic, obviously it's going to go down because environmental factors. I mean, you're not going to have people going to the movies and when they get back in, you want to go long because yeah, the, pa- the pandemic stuff is, is lifting. They're coming out with really exciting new movies. Another question. Yeah. Um, they're going to do well. Earnings are going to do well. So who determines the price of the, the position? So if you're going to short something, is there somebody out there like a Vegas uh, bookkeeper that is like, okay, this is how much you're going to pay for your... Because you don't pay a full price. If you buy a short in a stock, right, you're paying like just a portion of the stock price. You're betting, you're like, buying a position no so what you're doing during a short is you're borrowing a stock so let's say let's let's equate this to a uh, like a switch let's say chris has a switch that you're gonna no you know what let's do it the other way let's say ryan ryan has a switch that you're gonna sell to chris Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're gonna sell it at um say 300 bucks to chris Mm -hmm, chris says mm -hmm. that's a good deal i'm gonna take the switch Mm -hmm, this is before mm -hmm. you even have it in your hands ryan Mm -hmm. still has it so you've already sold it, and now let's say you're some kind of like crazy uh, fortune teller, and you understand that the that the pandemic's coming, and the price of the switch is going to go from three hundred to five hundred. It's going to go up, right? Oh no, let's say it's going to go down. You you think it's going to go down because you're shorting it, but uh, yeah, that's backwards. So you you're selling it to him because you think it's going to go down. Technology technically goes down over time, so. Um, you don't foresee okay so basically you sell them at 300 you expect mm-hmm. to buy a switch in the future say at 200 250 
and you pocket 100 200 uh, 150 dollars mm-hmm. right yeah giving it back to ryan where it can go wrong is what i'm talking about the pandemic the pandemic is a environmental disruptor where the price of the switch actually went up to 500 that's where you lose money so in the market when when you actually have to give the switch back to ryan you have to pay the 500 dollars whatever the market price is at the time it was like 500 bucks so you have to you actually lose 200 bucks giving ryan back his switch now there's no way to foretell unless like you're paying attention to like small incremental information on a macroeconomic level but i mean that's that's the risk you take uh to make a profit so what happens if you like don't want to pay it uh so it doesn't cost you it doesn't cost you anything to borrow the sock no there's a premium you pay to the person you pay the premium right they make money on interest. so if you default you just they keep your premium and that's it or like that's what i was asking before if you're shorting a position at 100 bucks and you have like a uh let's say you have like a million dollars in shorts like your big hedge fund you have a million dollars on shorts on a company but it goes up and now you're in the hole I don't know, a couple million dollars. You have to pay that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you have to give them back that stock mm-hmm. at whatever price it is. So you're just giving it back and then That's... they sell it and they make money. Yeah, you have to give them back at whatever price it is. So you only want to short if the price, if you expect the price to go down. So, and then you put a stop on it at some point. So if it goes up, you're like, hey, it can't go up more than 10 bucks or else, you know, do you put those like... Yeah, you could put a you could put different like safety things like you could put a, a limit, you know, limit stop on 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 a price. Wouldn't you have to? Because price. what if it just shot up, up and up and up, and into a point where you couldn't afford it, like to pay back? That's where a lot of people make mis- that's where a lot of people make mistakes, is they don't put those stops, you know, because they're not paying attention. So there's people on Reddit that are like, "Hey, man, I'm negative twenty two million dollars on my positions, and what do they do?" Shit out of luck. The bank man says, Off the I'm, jail here, I'm go. here from my money. Mm-hmm. Bankruptcy. Yeah, the, the... That's the risk. Because the risk is you're going to be a millionaire. On the flip side, you got to, oh, you know, it's a, it's a zero-sum game at that point. With options and with shorting and all those all the security derivatives, there's a zero-sum game. So I'm guessing at that point so, you just go bankrupt if you're that big in the hole? I mean, if you don't have the money. I mean that, that that that's what was happening during GameStop. Game GameStop was like at twenty five, and people were shorting that. So like, okay, I have this thing that's worth twenty five dollars, and then the value shot up to like six fifty was the peak. So they're like, uh, what, what do I do with this? So they started buying GameStop stock to stop their bleeding, and then all that did was like push it up more. And then so they're yeah, doing the like funny guys things. like lost billions. Yeah, but like. And they only have so many months to borrow the the switch, right? They have like mm-hmm. it's like a three month position, or is it less? I don't know. Anyways, a bunch of bullshit. I think it's stupid. I'm on the board with Chris. I don't. I don't really think you should be able to short or long anything. I think it's a, a, a element of gambling that is put into the stock market when you've turned it into a game. You've turned it into like a gambling, a casino, whereas you're not investing yeah. in companies anymore. You're literally betting on companies and really has a lot of negative effects on everything like when all these companies only care about their stock price i think what happens is it turns out a bunch of shit yeah and i, I, I mean I, you couldn't 
you can you can invest in. What were you gonna say, Chris? I was I was gonna say I feel like it's it, I feel like it's one thing to bet on the don't pass line to bet on the hey I'm gonna short this stock I think this stock's gonna go down, but with GameStop they were doing the whole naked short thing, which is they were they were saying that they borrowed they borrowed more stocks than they had in their possession. So they were leveraging their dollars. They're like, oh yeah, like you know, I, I borrowed a hundred. I, I borrowed a hundred shares. Well, GameStop was like, well, we only only like seventy shares exist, and you're leveraging all these extra shares against me. Yeah, phantom shares or something. I've heard the term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's N- all naked naked yeah, shorts. It's all like way too confusing for the average person to understand. So therefore, it shouldn't exist. <laughs> it's a major part. Just buy low, sell high. It's a high. major part of our economy, and these people are fucking with it on a daily basis, and it shouldn't exist. I think it should. Why not? As you created an elitist game, where only people that are highly educated can understand it, and it's a buy to win game. Yeah. Not necessarily. All this information is available. It's online. elitist. Most people can't digest that information. If anyone is interested, most people could. Okay, I'm just saying. Most people. It's not in layman's terms. It would take a serious amount of dedication to learn it. People have busy lives. Dude, I guarantee if you pulled 100 people off the street and had them explain to you any of the terms that you used in your speech, uh, none of them would understand it. Most people that you pick off the street are not going to understand how the stock market works. And therefore, it shouldn't I don't think exist. I don't think anybody understands how the stock market works. Good, 100%. then it should exist. But I agree with you. I don't think uh, I don't think anyone you pull off the street will actually understand it 100 percent because not a hundred, not everyone understands it. Yet our 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 economic lives depend on this thing, and that's bullshit. It shouldn't exist. But it, but in Angel's defense, yeah. should should the smart people be punished because they understand the rules, even how complicated it is? No, because you create a system that only caters to yourself, and I think that the bank, uh, whatever. If they're gonna like, have, like on Monop, I yeah. think like on Monopoly, the game Monopoly. Did you know that if you land on a property and you choose not to buy it, other people have the opportunity to buy that piece? And did you also know that if uh, if you're playing Monopoly, yeah, I think it was like four. You do four greenhouses, and then the fifth one is like a hotel, right? Yeah. So do you know if if you just buy greenhouses, buy greenhouses, buy greenhouses, um, if all the greenhouses are bought up, no one can get to no no one can uh, get to their hotels anymore. So one of the strategies is you just buy a bunch of houses. You 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 buy as many properties as you can and just put houses on it. And when you own all the houses, no one else can buy houses and get to hotels. So then you just sit tight and wait for them to run out of money. I know that uh, Monopoly was a game created by somebody who wanted to prove to America that capitalism is fundamentally bad and will never work out in the long run. Hey, Stephen, I have a question. Yeah, what? So if a person's primary goal in his life is to make a lot of money, okay? Yeah. And there's a lot of investigative journalism in how to make money. He does a lot of research into the financial markets, does a lot of research in tax law. And he figures out how to, in the words of Dave Chappelle, game the system. Why is that bad? Uh, If the other person has the same opportunity mm -hmm. to do that, but their priority is very different. Their priority may be going after the hottest bitches in the world, which, hey, man, you do you. That's beautiful. Or it may be to beat the latest game, or it may be to advance in their field right advanced technology whatever it is should the person advancing in their own field you know what i mean like have the same give the other person the same kind of benefit 
It's what you choose to focus your attention on. And the person who dis who dedicates their time to understand the financial markets, who understand how the game is played, will benefit. I disagree with you. And why is that? I think that you're putting everybody on a level playing field, and I think that's just fundamentally wrong. I think that's wrong for so many different reasons. Not everybody has access to gain that kind of knowledge. Not everybody has the ability to gain that kind of knowledge. When you're talking about the betterment of society and the human race as a you know, if you're just funneling all this money to the top, rolling these extremely smart mortgage, uh, sorry, these, uh, what are they called? Hedge funds. These extremely smart yep. groups of people are generating all this wealth and investing their money and just playing money games. They're not doing any of the actual work. They're just fucking stroking their dicks in their office building, uh, having like AI fucking coded software trading stocks all day, generating all this wealth that they keep at the top 0.001% of people. I don't think that's good for anybody. I think that the stock market's bullshit. They don't do any of the work to build these companies. They don't do any of the work to actually generate the income for this company, but yet they're reaping all the benefits. I think it's bullshit. And they're not like they're giving back to society. They're the most evil people in the world. Money hungry people are the most evil people in the world. And you're talking about a system that is created for elitists to dabble in. and yeah, it just it turns me off. I'm not a big fan of the stock market. I don't think it should exist in the way that it does today. So I understand the way you're talking about it. Um, the people who are keeping the information and using AI and all that stuff, how, how, are, they, how are they keeping it from everybody else? Uh, because all this money funnels up to the top and then they keep it and they don't redistribute. Now, what prevents other people from doing that? What prevents them from doing what? From from doing the same thing. Uh, well, I don't think anybody can just go ahead and do that. I think it takes a considerable amount of money and comfort in life to take those kind of risks. And yeah, I don't think everybody has the ability or resources to learn what they need to learn in order to become an effective uh, investor, small or big time. So they don't have the information necessary to be a successful investor. In they can find game. the information. I'm sure it's publicly available at this point to really teach yourself a lot about the market. But a lot of people are not smart enough to use that information effectively. A lot of people aren't comfortable with taking the risks that it would take to generate uh, enough wealth to change their lot in life or their family's lot in life. Oh, I actually agree with you there. I don't think a lot of people would actually take the risk. I think a lot of people would rather play it safe because it's actually really dangerous to put your livelihood at risk. Yes. But in this game, anyone can put their their sure. risk on the line. It's available to you anybody. know, they can put their family on the line and you can either lose and you can either win. And if you win, you're going to win big <clears throat> because the risk is so mm. big. Well, I can... What about what about the Bloomberg tunnel? What? The Bloomberg tunnel? So so nowadays we have like E-Trade and Robinhood and we have we have these things on our on our phones that show us information and stats and graphs and history and things like that but before the age of the internet the you have the bloomberg company created uh the bloomberg tunnel which was the financial data software the terminal house yeah terminal oh, was i saying that wrong yeah bloomberg terminal as i meant to say so uh when i look at that i feel like that was a software that was developed for the professional companies on the stock market to be able to utilize and see all these stats and data and trends 
And that terminal wasn't accessible by the average person, was it? No, it is not. Yeah. But There's again, a lot with the turn of the internet, now it's kind of available. It's a lot of information. I was actually watching Bloomberg a little bit ago. It's a lot of information that is available to those who have a subscription to the Bloomberg terminal before it's released out onto Bloomberg. Yeah. about the market there's a lot of like that's not considered inside trading like just big picture things here because there's a lot of like it's not i mean there's a lot of good things that have come from the stock market like including retirement uh options and like doing uh, 401ks and stuff like that and helping people out i think i get more upset with like billionaires doing billion billionaire people shit and politicians you know dabbling in the stock market so much and like it corrupting our system and you know, that's where I come from. And like, I see shorting and longing as just like a, a weird, unnecessary gamble that is added to the stock market. I feel like what's wrong with just either you invest in companies and based on their data and their like earnings and stuff like that, the stock goes up. If you don't like it anymore, you sell it and you don't invest in them anymore. What happened to that? That just seems like a, the only way it should Fair be. Fair point. Fair point. And it could be like, you know, you can, you can, you can invest based on like financial performance and stuff like that but then after a while it gets boring they want to make it exciting right so exciting why not if someone is to offer it and another person is willing of their free will to purchase it i mean to put to to gamble it why not i mean they do it in vegas all the time And, and i'll tell you this the 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 odds in vegas are way more in the uh, clearly in favor yeah, of that obviously yeah. now now angel i do i feel like i do have one specific time in history again we have this whole stock market world but i, I think we have one time in history where i do feel like there was some specific cheating going on Ooh. and and it was because i noticed it and i got the it was i got to be a part of the frustration but it was robin hood so robin hood was that app that you could buy stocks with okay so when the GameStop squeeze was going on, meaning all these hedge funds were just hemorrhaging money, every time every time a person like you and you and I bought something on Robinhood, if we bought something, it's like the hedge funds lost two things or three things or four things because the more stock we were buying, the more money they were losing. So Robinhood suspended, they stopped the purchase button. They turned the purchase button off. They said you could sell. Yeah, for GameStop specifically. All the other ones worked. But GameStop, you couldn't buy anymore, but you could sell. And in doing that, that gave the hedge fund everyone some breathing room to start funneling more money into there so that they could pay back on all these uh, stocks that they shorted that they had to pay back Are you telling me that rich people, like billionaire class, have certain advantages and loopholes and exploits that they can use to their advantage in a system that is totally fair for everybody, according to Angel. That was one that felt personal because I tried to to log in there and I said, I want to buy more because if I buy more, I'll make more and they'll lose more. And they're like, nope, we're going to stop that right now. Chris, I actually believe, I actually agree with you. I actually agree with you. I I, I don't think they should have stopped that. I think they should have just let the market decide. And that's, even if it's a meme. That was, South Park had a skit on that. The, 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 uh, Stan went down to the bank. He's like, I want to deposit a hundred dollars. Like, okay, great. Da, da, da. Okay. And your money's gone. He's and like, it's gone. Yo, well, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's gone. We, we took it, we invested it, we lost it. It's not there anymore. He's like, well, my hundred dollars back. You can't, it's gone. <laughs> it was a very watered down version, but uh, yeah, I could, I, I could see that. I mean, with the, with turning the buy button off, I was thinking, you know, it was, it was high risk, high reward for you guys to do the shorts anyways. So when the tables got turned, when the tables got fairly turned on you, 
that was the risk you walked into. And so now you're paying, now you're paying the piper on that. It'll play by the same rules. There you go. Yeah. Well, I will say this, the, the general education system does not educate on financial principles, which is a huge issue. I think that everybody should be educated on financial principles and Agreed. and how money should work. And those who kind of get the hint that, hey, maybe we need to learn how money works, do the research. Everything is online. Every single thing is available online for free. Absolutely free. There is no secret. Absolutely free. So those interested, Google it. Seriously, just Google it. And it's there. And if you have an idea of like the questions you're going to ask, you have to be really insightful. If you have no idea what you're asking, kind of understand, understand what you want to ask, ask the question and the answer is there because the public education system does not have it. So, and, uh, that's, that's my take on the, uh, decisions were made. This guy decided that he was going to short, he was going to punish the, sh- uh, the brokers who decided he thought were shorting, uh, under the table. Turns out it was uh, completely legal. So sounds like a real jackass. <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting into yeah. Angel. You're cutting into my Diablo time. I could have been playing Diablo right now. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A freaky evening, just for you all. <laughs> Brisk, frisky, maybe a little pricey. Fantastic, nonetheless. Big thank you for supporting the <laughs> Coin Op Cowboys and uh, boys. Let's lead them out. Roll Tide. And remember, the cream always rises to the top. <laughs>